0: Hey everyone, welcome to a very special stream from Sifted Games at Sifted.net. We're doing double duty today. We have a short episode of Game Phase to cap off the year. We're going to talk about all our fantasy leagues. Uh, we're going to talk about the game awards. And we're going to go reveal by reveal and talk about that stuff. And then we're going to break down for about five minutes... Reload everything. Get our tricaster ready. Get ourselves ready, and then we're gonna do our game of the year awards for 2021. Alongside me to do all that, as always, is Matt Kyle. How you doing, Matt? All right. You excited for the last show of the year. Sure. This is always a benchmark for me <laughs> because it's like, okay, I can take a breath. I have so much work to get done in the next five days, but mm-hmm. as far as not having to set up for a stream again, this stream. The pre-production for this stream, it, it was insane let me just show you guys let me show you what you guys are in for here all of this yeah it's usually one page our show is usually one page this is what we're getting ready to do here i have been working on pre-production for this show for two and a half days and i got it all done at the end of it all I missed one trailer, Hmm. (laughs) which isn't bad because literally there's like 70 that I had to prepare for this show. Um, You guys may think that we just like download the trailer and run it. That's not how it works. We download the trailer. We put it in an editing program. We chop off all the unnecessary crap at the beginning and at the end, and then we have to re-render each trailer, and I did that for like 80 trailers for this show. It's crazy, but it's going to be awesome. I think this show is going to be great. Um, As I said, we're going to do Game Face. I think... This episode of Game Face is probably going to last about an hour. At least I hope so. We're going to try to rush through some of this stuff, so don't get too upset if we don't spend as much time on something as you want. We have a lot to get through. Um, And then we'll just take a short break. Matt and I will get, like, a drink or something, um, and then we'll come right back. We're not going to take the stream down for the break. Um, We'll leave it up for you guys, but we're going to take just a a quick moment to gather ourselves before we dive into our Game of the Year awards. I think we have 23 categories this year, something, something like that. So... Big day here on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Thanks to everyone who's shown up. Um, we already have a bunch of Twitch Prime going on. Let me get some of this, these graphics rolling here. I um, want to make sure I thank people for this. Uh, Toast9, thank you for Twitch Prime. Um, Listevid, thank you for subscribing at Tier 1. That's awesome, man. I hope you're doing good. hope you're home in Canada for the holidays and ready to go. Already hit level 2 of the hype train. That's Awesome. Uh, any other Twitch Prime, it's getting towards the middle of the month Stolte69, thank you for Twitch Prime Cinetyke, thank you for all the bits you guys are rocking it um, Twitch for fun, thank you for Twitch Prime Justin Horman, thank you for subscribing at tier 2, oh my gosh, the McWombles in here, you know it's a big episode when he makes hmm. it in here from Europe um, and he's gifted a bunch of subs to our audience, thank you very much guys for that that's awesome um, let's see, what else what other housekeeping do I have, not much this is pretty much it um, as far as our live streams are concerned uh, at twitch.tv slash sit games um, I'm excited about that because I have so much other work to get done that uh, not doing streams will help me get it complete before I need to head home. Um, I hope you guys are all excited for the holidays. You're ready to go home and see family and friends that maybe you haven't seen for a long time. Hopefully the Omicron isn't going to keep people from doing that. It's mm-hmm. starting to get a little dicey, Matt. Yeah,
1: but so far, the uh, certainly the booster is helping. And, uh, you know... I think they've only had one death from Omicron. So, I get my uh, booster on Friday. cool. Finally. I had no side effects from the booster. So. I've
0: heard that from most everybody, that they felt nothing from it, mm-hmm. which is good, because I'm going to be leaving on Monday to go home for the holidays. Um, and so hopefully I'm not feeling too rotten while I'm flying. Plus, I have my knee thing going on. Mm-hmm. It's going to be an interesting holiday season, to say the least. But I'm really excited about it. This year has really been a grind for me. Mm-hmm. Um it's been a lot of work and oh yeah and i
1: and plus and let's, get, and let's not be like you know it's like it's like all, all the 2022s is a you know new year's coming up it's like oh 2020 no nuts no, no one claimed 2022 is your year we're gonna come <laughs> in real quiet we're gonna be very respectful we're gonna we're gonna not touch anything and we're yeah. gonna hope it all works out this time
0: yeah we made it through last year of covid okay like we had lost like a lot of on-site subscribers last year and we lost some on our patreon This year, we got hammered. Like, Mm -hmm. we just lost. Everybody did, really. We lost so much money. Like, we've made so much less this year compared to what we've Mm -hmm. ever made. This has been the worst year for Sifted we've ever had by a wide margin financially. Um, I think, as far as content is concerned, it's been a great year. But that hasn't uh, played out in our revenue, which is really unfortunate. Um, But at the same time, I don't want to feel too bad about it because, as you said, like, a lot of people are suffering right now financially. So it is what it is, mm-hmm. <laughs> a phrase that seems to work in you know, a lot of
1: different situations. I mean, you got, you got to, I mean, it's here now. It's, uh, you know, and, and you're gonna see things start to adjust as like people realize it's like, oh yeah, oh, year two of COVID, it's like year two of everything. I mean, it's endemic now because yeah. people wouldn't get the shot and people wouldn't pay attention. So it's it's just here now, you know, just, and uh, you know, I'm going to you know, see Spider-Man's Thursday night. And I was like, oh, people were like, oh, I'm, you know, L.A. County's got vaccine card requirements and all that stuff. We're back
0: at all masks indoors now, too. Yeah. Like, my wife now has to wear a mask at work. Yep. Which she hasn't had to do for the last five or six months. Mm -hmm. I mean, people have been wearing masks indoors here in public places all along. No one stopped. Mm -hmm. But now, like, she got an email from corporate that's like, everyone, when you go to work, now you have to wear a mask while you're sitting at your desk. And you
1: see, I mean, it's L.A., so it's probably different than, than other places, but, like, I was you know I was at an outdoor mall yesterday and everyone was wearing masks outside, which for a long time they weren't like for a long yeah. time people were like outside which it is I mean you're outside you're probably fine. you're not gonna get it but like people are still just keeping it I mean also because it's freezing here now so probably yeah' people think been it's really nice cold. And warm
0: not in here though it's hot in here today. No, it's warm
1: in here we get we, it, the, the heat's up here <laughs> but like this morning when I woke up it was 41 degrees yeah. at my house in sunny Southern which California and I'm just yeah. like, what this is not what I'm here for yeah people.
0: Uh, let's see. A couple things. So as I said, we're doing terrible financially. So if you're not doing terrible financially and you've been sitting on the fence maybe thinking about pledging at our Patreon at patreon.com sifted, now's the time to do it. Not exaggerating. Yeah. Not, that, no, I'm that. not
1: gaslighting. I'm not. Up that Patreon so we got some leverage to make him play Elden Ring for a long time because <laughs> that'll be some streams.
0: Yeah. Um, and if you're on YouTube – and look, even people who do subscribe or our patrons can also do this. Twitch Prime. It's free. It costs you nothing. It takes two clicks. Um, It's a huge help for us. So um, if you're a YouTube viewer or if you listen to the show on any of all the podcast services that we're on, um, even if you can't afford to give us some of your money, maybe you can afford to give us some of Amazon's. (laughs) It's literally cost you nothing. It's included in your Amazon Prime membership. So if you're a Prime member, uh, you can give us a free $2.50 every month. If you're wondering like why I always talk about Twitch Prime, because a lot of people just listen to the show. That's what I'm talking about. You can give us a free $2.50 every month um, just because you're a Twitch Prime subscriber. In my opinion, the best benefit hmm. of Amazon Prime. <laughs> I, mean, I wish they would the allow people to... Shipping's pretty good. It is, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm being facetious, <laughs> obviously. Um, I do wish they would just allow people to just click a box so it just renews.
1: Yeah. Well, I also would... I wish they'd it was easy to do it on the app. Yeah. Like, that's part of the problem is like... Yeah, you can't even do it really on the app. I, if there's a way to do it on the app, I haven't found it. Yeah. It's, so. it's, I...
0: Amazon or Twitch's site isn't that great, man. No, because no, it's not. and it's really funny. I mean, it's, it's pretty sad, honestly, because like we we have we started using it like YouTube over the last year and a half because we're putting Pactor mm-hmm. Factor share oh, those bye. hype train emotes. Oh yeah, I do need to share those hype train emotes. Thanks, guys, for that hype train. And share. Okay, there you go. More. Yep. There we go. Awesome. Thanks, Mitch, for Twitch Prime as well. That's awesome. Um, anyway, I completely lost my train of thought of what I was talking about. But
1: help Twitch us if the site sucks.
0: Oh, yeah. So we started using Twitch as, like, YouTube, just uploading mm-hmm. stuff and, you know, because there's a paywall there where, you know, Twitch Prime people can get Pactor Factor a week early there. Um, and their site is a disaster. Like, if you upload something, sometimes options just aren't there. And then sometimes they are. It's mm-hmm. really weird. Like, <laughs> I don't Man, if you would think it's as successful as they are, being owned by Amazon, their website would just be airtight. Like, lockdown. Not the case. But anyway, let's get on with Game Face episode 283. As I said, a very quick preview. We're gonna run through all the fantasy stuff today, um, which we do every year. Um, and we are at the end of the year. We are going to crown the champion of the 2021 Sifted Fantasy Challenge, which pretty much everyone who, is, who shows up on a weekly basis on Twitch has been a part of. Um, we're gonna Talk about Matt and I's Fantasy League. We're going to talk very briefly about the Sifted Fantasy Football League, which I know of the three, that's what you guys care the least about. And then we're going to go through the Game Awards. And then we'll break down for a little bit, and then we'll come back for our Game of the Year Awards. Capiche? Mm-hmm. Everyone cool? All right, let's do this. All right, first up, we're going to talk about all the fantasy fantasy stuff that's been going on. Um, this all began with Matt and I. Now, well, actually, it began with Marcus and I the very first year. Um, doing a, a video game fantasy league draft. Now it has become something that, like, everyone does, which is very flattering, uh, that it's caught on at so many other publications. I know Kind of Funny does it, and maybe Easy Allies does, like, a, a kind of a tweaked version of it. Pretty much every website at this point <laughs> does some kind of video game fantasy draft. Um, and so I did it with Marcus the first year, and since then it's been Matt and I. I was the winner last year. Has anyone? I don't think anyone's ever won back-to-back. Did you win it one time back-to-back? I, back? I, I think I won the first two times back-to-back. Back. Yeah. Okay.
1: And then it's been back and forth.
0: Yep. Well, it has been going back and forth, and we have the results of the league this year. This is actually really interesting to take a look at, Matt. Um, here are the results of this year's league. First of all, I did win. Mm-hmm. Um, I We're ended up with Rather a lo- handily. Yeah. but well, So here's the thing about our draft, is that if you have a game that falls out, you get a zero for it. The first couple years, we had no alternates. Mm -hmm. And then we decided that sucks to have, like, half your team, like, not count. And so we added two alternates. I'm starting to wonder if maybe we should add an extra one for next year. (laughs) Uh, I mean, yeah,
1: I think next year is pretty front-loaded, so I think everything will probably make it. Probably. Um, Like, maybe don't pick Half-Life 3. Yeah. Um, Or do, and just make sure you have an alternate ready. I mean, yeah, you can, can, if you're confident that everything else in your list is going to really totally make it, you can throw out like an Elder Scrolls six or something yeah. and, and just trust cross it. Your and fingers, as long as yeah. you're sure your alternates
0: are coming out. You also have to be very conservative. And that and for the most part, that's what I did this year. I tried to just pick games that I had like a ninety percent certainty that was gonna come out this year, mm-hmm. but still I had a war three that fell out. But it was labeled for this year, right? Yeah, but that was a lie. But because... how am I supposed to know they're lying, Matt? I don't know. I knew. You didn't know though, you just thought. I and I thought sure. the other I was way pretty sure. I thought that they were honest. So anyway, um I still had three uh, games. Honest that-
1: game companies. That's where you missed the vote. <laughs> Jim I Sterling st- has taught me well.
0: <laughs> I still had three games that didn't make it. So Breath of the Wild 2 didn't make it, God of War Ragnarok didn't make it. I did and think
1: Breath of the Wild 2 had a decent shot.
0: I, I did too. It's Zelda's big anniversary. Again, yeah. didn't happen. Dying Light 2. Barely missed it. Yeah, it I mean, that was
1: almost it. there. It that was supposed to come out close. like
0: now, basically. Yeah, it was supposed to be out last week. Yeah, and uh, at the last minute, they delayed it into next year. So, But as I said, we have two um, alternates that we can use to fill in for games that do not count or can't count. And uh, I, my, I did pretty well with my alternates this year. Um, but I still only finished with nine games. I did, I did not have the full ten. I don't think any either one of us has ever finished a year with all ten. Mm, i think i did once did you i think once i don't
1: remember i'd that. have to look back on it i'm not I think sure the first year we had alternates i think i i oh, mean you mean like with no alternates used no just like had all 10 games to count no
0: i, th- I think the first year of alternates i got you did? all 10 got okay um last year i think i had eight or something like that um so anyway, as you can see, the total, I had 747 points. Matt ended up with 565. Matt, you ended up with seven games that counted. I ended up with nine games that counted. Um, and then we always do the average just to see whose games, you know, the ones that did count, which ones had the highest average, and I slipped past you by, like, two points there. Um, 83 was the average score of games for me that counted, and 81 was the average score for games that you, for you that counted. Um, looking at your list now, how do you, is there anything that sticks out where you're like, oh man, like, what was I thinking? Or is there anything you Um, like- apparently Lego
1: Star Wars. <laughs> what was I thinking? I don't, do not get it. I guess I, sh- I probably shouldn't have had enough confidence in Warner Brothers to get Gotham Knights out the door for an alternate. Um, NBA is not the, uh, slam dunk it used to be, pun
0: intended. Um, it was 72 this year. Yeah. That's, that definitely sticks out. But you only um, know what sticks out for me, Matt? mm mm-hmm. There's not a single game from 2021 that scored a nine or better aggregate. No. Not a single one. Closest is Psychonauts 2 with 89. Yep. And so... And it takes two. Yeah. yeah. And so how we, how I calculate... The platform
1: with two in its name, that's the that's that's secret,
0: apparently. Now, we'll say this. There were a couple platform-specific specific releases that got over a nine. So maybe the PS5 got like a 9 or a 9.1, mm. but then the Switch version or the Xbox version was lower and it would even out so it didn't end up with the 9. But aggregate, not a single game over 9 this year. What does that tell you, Matt?
1: It was a less than stellar year, yeah. which, uh, which I, I would agree with. Like yeah. it's it's. it's uh, you were saying early, uh, before we went on that like picking the game of the year... Winners, the, the winners for the categories is actually pretty easy. And I'm like, I agree because there was usually only about one standout per category. Yeah. Like it was, uh, it was I, I would consider this a down year. Yep. A lot of stuff slipped out. Um, you know, this was the year, you know, I think we said it at the beginning of the year. This was the year you're going to start seeing the real impact of the pandemic and the
0: switch to work from home and the delays that are going to result from that. And we did. I've never seen so many delays in a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it made it this really difficult. Mm-hmm. And you... <laughs> if you want proof of just how difficult it was, To pick 10 games. And first of all, wait. i got to give myself a round of applause for winning. (laughs) I don't get to do this too often. I'm the wiener. (laughs) The back-to-back, by the way. That's pretty exciting. Um, Good playing with you again, Matt. Mm -hmm. And we'll get back at it next year. But if you need any further evidence of how many games were delayed out of this year. And how hard it was just to pick 10 games that were going to be at least average. That would actually release this year take a look at the sifted fantasy challenge this is insane so we are right now crowning the winner let me refresh this actually i just want to make sure it's accurate as because we're about to crown it right now yep and he still is the champ wilson with a score of 1288 is the winner of the sifted fantasy challenge Um, I believe Wilson is a patron or a subscriber, which means that he gets two free games of his choice. Um, And Wilson, please contact me. You can contact me anywhere on Twitter, on Sifted.net, at Shane. However you want to get at me, just reach out to me and let me know what games you want, and we'll get them out to you. I'll probably send them out to you when I get back from the holidays, because I'm really short on time. Um, But here's what I was getting at. Take a look at this grid, Matt. Mm -hmm. There is only one player in this entire challenge, that got all ten games scored, Wilson. Mm-hmm. That's it. Scroll down. Everybody, every single person has less than ten. I'm way, the way down there. I was I was like top ten last year. Well, here you can see me. I'm number I'm 127th, <laughs> but I just went for it. I have like yeah. Zelda, God of War. Horizon Forbidden West, I basically, Baldur's Gate 3, I just picked all games that I thought were gonna score the highest, and I got burned by delays. Um, where are you? Matt's here at 95. Yep. So anyway, congratulations to Wilson. He, I think he's a patron, which means he gets two free games. Congratulations, he also gets a round of applause for that. And thanks for playing, everybody. Um, There were so many entries this year. It went up a ton from last year, and we'll be doing it again next year. So start thinking about your picks. And I agree with you, Matt. I think it will be a lot easier. Um, Actually, let's take a look and see where Polak ended up, our champion from last year. The
1: chat does point out that Forza Horizon 5 and uh, Endwalker got over a 9 aggregate, but we didn't pick them.
0: Oh, got you, got you. Okay. Because we didn't know Horizon 5 existed yet. That's a good point. It also has the advantage of not releasing on another platform, too. Yeah. Like a switch, a switch version of Forza Horizon 5 would probably drag that down a bit. Yep. Yeah, it definitely happens. I don't, oh, here he is, 78. So the champ from last year finished 78 this year. He had his first three games. Didn't come out. That'll screw you because this is all weighted. Yeah. So your first pick is weighted the highest. Your last pick is weighted the so least. So what was the lineup for the number for Wilson? Uh, Wilson's lineup, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, Resident Evil Village, Monster Hunter Rise, Far Cry 6, Bravely Default 2, Returnal, Little Nightmares 2, Deathloop, It Takes Two, and Back for Blood. Mm. They all made it out. Yeah. And that's all he needed to do. Yeah. <laughs> Think about this when you're filling this out here in about five weeks. Um, just remember that the person that won just made sure that every game on Everything his team came out. came out. That's all it was. Because a 74 is better than a 0. It's better to be conservative with this than to take to like swing for the fences, it just is, it gives you the best chance to win because if you don't have a game, you have no chance. Because as we've seen, at least one person is gonna have all 10. <laughs> hopefully, I mean, I think next year it'll be a lot easier, as you said. Um, so anyway, there you go. Like, you're gonna be able to pick 10 games out of the first quarter, yeah. I mean, dude, the first half of next year is just loaded yeah. with awesome games. It is good. I'll say this. The first six months of 2022 are going to be amazing. Mm -hmm. There are so many good games to play and get through. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait for it. It'll make us forget all about this year. Because there were some points here where, like, you know, if you do a weekly podcast like ours, like, you really feel the ebb and flow. Because you have to prepare content to fill Mm -hmm. out a three-hour show every week. And some weeks this year, we had to work for it. And I appreciate you guys, like, all sticking by us. I know there were some episodes where we were talking about stuff. And I'm like, man... Most years we would never be discussing this, but Mm -hmm. it is what it is. That's the way it goes. We cannot control what the industry does. I've tried my entire life, and I can't do it. Uh, So there you go, Sifted Fantasy Challenge champion, Wilson. Um, And Polak, again, finished like 78th or whatever, and Matt and I were way in the weeds. But I did that on purpose. Um, And then the final fantasy check-in that we're going to do is the Sifted Fantasy Football League. And I know you guys don't care about this as much as the other two. Uh, but we have been playing all year, and people have been dedicated to it for the most part. Um, so I do want to show you kind of what happened. Um, I had the—so here's the crazy part. I'm in four fantasy football leagues. In two leagues, i i I've been first place. I'm going into the playoffs with the bye. The other two, literally, I had the worst fantasy football seasons of my entire life. Hmm. I've never—so I finished five and nine in this league. I was one in the rest until like four weeks ago. My team at the end of the year has turned out to be one of the best teams in the league, but it was too late. And the reason it was too late is because this other division on the right here was terrible. <laughs> Seriously, they could not beat any anyone in my division. I was eliminated in this league like five weeks ago because the, two, the three teams at the top were just handed wins. Like, Roy and Jets, he was like one of the lowest scorers in the league and he, he had eliminated me by like week eight. And then, and then here's the funny part. So at, when, I, when I was eliminated, I had actually outscored Wright Legion Jets. And I had one win. And he had like eight wins. And he had the audacity to tell me, try hard and maybe you won't finish last. <laughs> <laughs> Which on some level I appreciate. On another level I was like, bro, check the numbers, man, before you get cocky. But anyway, what happened is that the other division could never beat our division. And so everyone in my division just piled up the wins, and I was done Like before I even had a chance to kind of come back. So anyway, uh, Robert Diana finishes with the bye. Matt kyle Rocks, who won year before last, also got the bye. He's a good player for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in, in one division this week, Fantasy Football Team and Wrightland play each other. And then the other one, Wampler-13 and Michigan Goatman. Um, that is Johnny Hurricane, by the way, Michigan Goatman. They play in the first round. And then the winners of those games go on to play Robert Diana and Matt Kyle Rocks. And then the winner of that game will play in the bowl for the championship. So um, I do want to thank everybody for playing. I had a lot of fun because I haven't really been in this position like ever where I was like at the bottom Hmm. just scratching trying to make the playoffs. It never happens to me. So it was a fun kind of experiment trying to figure it out for me. Everybody stayed engaged. Like Prevesti, he finished 3-11 but he was starting his team until the end. I do have to say... MT USA Montana Madness quit, like, seemed like at week three. He just stopped starting his team, and he just gave everybody wins. Um, and he finished 1-13. Um, but it was a fun season. I still enjoyed it. I learned a lot uh, from playing and kind of playing from the bottom. Um, so hopefully that pays off in future fantasy football seasons. It's just been an insane year for fantasy football. There's been so much covid and injuries to huge players—that um, it's just been—it's been impossible, honestly. And if you are doing well, you've been very lucky. It just means that you didn't get beat up by COVID. Basically, mm-hmm. um, I had a buddy who must-win game last week. He had one player left. He needed three points, and he had the tight end for the Rams. And three hours before the game, he tested positive for COVID, and it was the last game of the week. So he just lost. Then it turns out it was a false positive. <sighs> So somebody missed the playoffs on a false positive COVID test in one of my leagues. So it's just been a crazy year. I thank everyone for sticking to it. Um, when we do crown a champion, I'll probably let you guys know who actually won the league when we get back from the holidays. But uh, that's all the updates on our fantasy stuff. Um, it's always fun. I'm glad that I managed to bring like something I really enjoyed doing into gaming. And that it's kind of spread across the industry and people are enjoying it. It's, uh, it's really great to see. And now... It's time to talk about the Game Awards 2021. Uh, We're a little late on this. I wish we could have got to it a little bit earlier, Matt. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's the way it is. Unfortunately, I I had to do so much pre-production to get these shows. I could not have done this show any earlier. It just was impossible. Um, So just know that I'm busting my ass behind the scenes trying to get this stuff to you guys as quickly as possible. Uh, We're going to talk about the Game Awards. We're going to break it up into several different sections. We're going to talk about the awards... Uh, then we're going to talk about the reveal slash trailers. Then we're going to talk about the performances, like the music performances and everything. And then Matt and I are going to give uh, a final grade for the game awards and provide our overall thoughts about it. And again, we need to get this done quickly. I should also note, and some of you may cry over this, there's no name that game today. We just don't have time for it. Um, and we probably won't meet much of a Q&A at the end of the show today either. Um, when we get done with our game of the year awards, hopefully there'll be some time left to do a final Q&A for uh, 2021 before we head off for the break. Um... Okay, let's talk about the game awards, Matt. Mm-hmm. Um let's talk about the awards or the lack thereof, as some might say, as always. As always, but do you feel like there was anything different about it this year? Um it was more noticeably
1: like unimportant this year, which I've always, you know, I I've hammered on for years about like this is a commercial. This is a commercial that uses an award show as an excuse to exist as a commercial. Um and uh, the the most obvious, you know, example of that is when they just sort of hand the awards out. Sometimes when someone wins something, as they're coming up, they'll, they'll be like, uh, "This game also won this, 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 and this," which means they are they never going to show that yeah. award. Mm-hmm. But mostly, like to me, the most embarrassing part is when they, if it's not a major award, and their version of major award is weird because like one of them things is not a major award; it's apparently best RPG. And stuff like that. <laughs> the biggest
0: genre in the yeah. industry. Well, although this year and it's like, been
1: lean, yeah, not so much. But yeah. like, but it's just like you know, it's like it's like uh, it's like uh, the nominees for best RPG are, and they like list them all on the on the left, and then like Jeff or whoever just stands there quiet for a second, mm-hmm. and then goes, and the game award goes to whoever, and it's like you're not even going to list the nominees, you're not going to show clips of each one to sort of remind us what they like, That's just sort of basic. Decorum for an award you're giving out at a at a major industry event, like, and and then like when you say, and of course when they say it, it's like it's one of two things. It's like, oh, okay, the winner is Tales of Arise. Congratulations, it's Tales of Arise. Awesome. Great, great. Great. Great job, guys. It's just like, really? Or they pan over and the guy who won the is accepting the award has been standing there the whole time, so it's not like anything was a surprise to anybody. Like it's just such play acting on that and it's like if you want us to take this seriously as an award show and look it's never going to be the Oscars because the Oscars are peers recognizing peers but Matt F that, the Oscars yeah well <laughs> he got rewarded for that didn't he in the long run we'll talk about that um, here in a minute The uh, you know, in the end this is maybe maybe the Golden Globes just yeah. in terms of visibility, is right. probably going to the Hollywood Foreign Press Association is a little more prestigious than whatever panel Keeley has 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 assembled mm-hmm. under the auspices of a bunch of uh, corporate bureaucrats uh, that. I guess it's good for him on finally deciding to ignore all that and who was on his board or whatever and saying like there's no room for abuse or did anything or, or harassment or anything and these saying we need all need to be better and watchdog and it. cool here's a game by here's a trailer for a game by Quantic Dream yeah um, which uh, I know Schreier and a bunch of people called that out which is but it's just like bro like <laughs> <laughs> just at least put it later in the show. Like, it would almost have been better to just not say anything. Yeah, any the
0: timing of it was certainly a little odd. Yeah, because you
1: can put that anywhere in a show you want. You put it right there. Give me a break. No, um, I did it. You awards. will never, ever get anywhere, any traction with the awards on this until you treat these awards like something someone cares about. And the problem is uh, no one cares. Like, I mean, people wouldn't care. It's, it's, you know, something to talk about. But no one's talking about who won what that night, in part because none of the winning is notable or memorable because he just lists shit off except for like three awards so like no one rem- everyone remembers the trailers they saw but no one remembers what won best rpg because it was just jeff reading a. Li- now you didn't even read the list he just says here's our list the winner's that
0: okay let's show a trailer like it's like i it's- did a quick scrub of the show and it, and it seems like from my count they handed out like 11 or 12 awards on stage like mm-hmm. where they actually had the person come up and give a speech and And I was actually surprised by that because it Mm. seemed like when I was watching the show, it didn't seem like there were that many. Yeah,
1: um, it didn't feel like, well, because it's a long show and there's tons of, yeah. there's tons of trailers. Long And then sometimes show. they do, the, like, all the eSports stuff is hilarious because they just, like, it's like the nominees for best whatever, eSports, whatever is this. And I'm just like, none they, of those are they words. They
0: actually put that on the air. Yeah. Like, that was one of the awards that they made a big deal about. But also, I'm, I'm looking at them, I'm stuff. like, none of,
1: none of these are words. I don't know. Yeah. And it's like you're speaking another language <laughs> to me. It's, it's ridiculous. Uh, and, they, yeah, they, they front-loaded a bunch of it in the pre-show with that poor girl who was Sydney or something, yeah. I think. Who, I think she's,
0: Does she still work at IGN? I don't know. I think she does uh she she's a pretty good host she did, yeah
1: she did a good job but it's like she had very little to work with mm-hmm. uh, in terms of uh, what was written for yeah, her the writing the prompter. Is not Great, and um, so I, it felt like she was nervous or she was like she didn't feel not nervous in the sense that she's never done this before clearly she's done it for, you know for years yeah. but like there was an element like it, it she had the nervousness of a and I' saying as someone who's produced things like this for years she had the nervousness of a host that doesn't feel like she's supported. No uh, yeah, you know what I mean,
0: yeah, I know exactly what you mean,
1: yeah, yeah, like it felt, it felt she she's had the nervousness of someone who feels like she's out there all on their own, and um I don't know what's going on I there mean there may that. not have been a producer maybe with not her. you know she may yeah. not have been anyone there to, to catch her if, if something went weird yeah because um, we know for yeah, at the very least you and I know that the, the the first thing that happens when you go try to shoot stuff you know out in the middle of the the, the theater like that is the prompter goes down yeah yeah you know, like that's just, <laughs> well you have to assume yeah. that it's something that's just happen. just assume the prompter' yeah. going down and yeah. have the cue cards ready yeah um it's uh yeah but it just felt weird to me and like and she's like she's like at the end like you could almost hear the relief in her voice that she didn't <laughs> she's like it's she's time like for so it's show. been great being here but i'm gonna go and go sit down i'm just like you really do want to go do anything else right now it's like uh and i don't blame her um it's just something weird there uh and um you know certainly i'm not trying to cast any shade on her i'm just saying yeah. like it uh, my producer senses were tingling well that's I mean. not her that's production no that was production it was yeah. something weird going on there yeah um jeff maybe he had the same problem but he's been there forever and he's the boss so he doesn't really have to worry about it the same way.
0: Yeah. Um, he can also just wing it if he needs yeah, to. Yeah, I mean he
1: he knows, he doesn't need the rundown of it. He, he, he knows it. He did yeah. it himself, you know, He's he, the one who set it all up. It all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He is the rundown. He is. Yeah. Um, human rundown. And it's you know, it's fine. Like I I do once again, don't don't try to make Jeff act. Yeah. Like don't have him interact with <laughs> it. Like it's just not He's a host. He's a PR guy. He's not yeah. he's not a not a comedian what about although the I did enjoy the, uh, the I did enjoy the what was what was the thing that came out from near or something was it was it near or something some weird there some weird robot thing came
0: out oh that's from uh, Elden Ring that's from Elden that's from Elden Ring right yeah I knew it was the from pot some, the pot yeah that yeah. Yeah, was bad yeah that was a bad sketch
1: may yeah, I appreciate the attempt but uh,
0: apparently they felt that the pot was far more iconic than I did.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't know what that was. about. <laughs> I mean,
0: I remember seeing it in the in the game and I was like, OK, yeah, they're, that's... Gonna, they're really going to make pot happen. Apparently, <laughs> this is just... that's good. Um, so but... let's wait. Let's let's talk about the awards. Were there any games that won that you were like, what? Like, how do you feel about game of the year going to it takes two? Uh, I'm happier about that than it
1: going to death loop yeah. my, my prediction I really yeah. thought like Deathloop kind of cleaned up a little bit in the first other of all words. our
0: predictions were terrible yeah on the other hand I got one on yeah on the other hand I think Vincent may have got a rundown of the show like seriously I mean I'm sure he didn't but some of the stuff like that he predicted
1: well Vincent's got his got his hand on the pulse of the rumor network and a lot of the rumor network stuff was correct it was
0: correct. Yeah, yeah. I mean, some of the stuff that he put in the entirely too many Game Awards predictions article, like, were eerily accurate. I was like, wait a minute, like, random kind of unimportant games that I was like, he put in there, and I was like, I almost cut them out of it, because I was like, no one cares about this. We're in there! Like, he, I don't know how he did it, but he did a really good job. Uh, Kyle did a whole
1: episode of his show on the pot. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, well thing. that probably explains. It's who- a thing.
0: The the fandom went nuts for the pot. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> I guess that explains it. Um, do you think it's uh, convenient that it takes two one game of the year after Joseph Ferris is kind of the face of the game awards at this point? If there's uh, one besides
1: Jeff. A little <laughs> bit, but it's also not an invalid choice. No, I deserve out it. of yeah. out of those nominees. Yeah. Um, and I'm—I mean, look, like I thought it was going to be Deathloop or Metroid Dread, so I'm glad it went to a game I actually enjoyed. Yeah. Um, and I'm not a Joseph Ferris fan. I think he's kind of a tool. Kind of a tool. Like a little he, bit, little like, 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 He's just like like it, 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 trying a little too hard. Yeah, well, that's you know, a good like, way to put it, actually. Um, yeah. but like he made a really good game. He did. And his he and his team made a really good game. I mean, and and, and that's speaking to someone who really didn't like the last one they made. Yeah. Um, It Takes Two was great. It was one of the big surprises of the year, and uh, it had it had charm and 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 a heart and some and you know and a lot of inventiveness and a lot of stuff I hadn't seen before. It's kind of the opposite of him.
0: Yeah. Uh, so it's, uh, <laughs> None of the awards really stood out to me. Like there weren't any where they announced it, and I was like, "What? Really?" Like they all could be rationalized It made sense. Um, so yeah, I think the awards. There could be more. Yeah. And we'll, when we get to the end, we start Also, reading. like,
1: I'm, I don't want to hammer it too hard. More orchestra stuff, less bands Jeff wants to meet after the show. Yeah. Like, we didn't <laughs> need to Imagine Dragons to come back. Did we need Sting? Or Sting's grandfather, basically. I mean, I, sometimes I don't want to see how old the, the the rock stars of my youth look. I just watched uh, David Lynch's Dune where Sting parades right. around in, like, a rubber thong and yes. the whole time. And it's, like, the epitome of, like, like I- you know, illicit sin desire. And, yeah. now, and now it's, like – now he shows up at the Game Awards and it's just like, oh, my God, behold the ravages of time. I mean, look, the man looks better than I'm going to look at that age. But, yeah. like – Something about the fact that he still had the scarf on, like he just walked in off the streets right. of London in a Dickens <laughs> novel. I'm just like, it was it was a
0: strange thing. <laughs> yep. Um, so anyway, th- that's the awards. We'll get into our analysis of kind of the show overall at the very end of this section. Uh, but now we're going to turn our attention to, as Matt said, the reason most people really watch the Game Awards. And that's for the reveals. Um, that's why I watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think it, most people probably watch it for the reveals.
1: Like, yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, if you look at polls, that people, but it, it's ninety some percent say
0: for the for the trailers. So it's like
1: it's like if the Oscars were the only place— Jeff
0: for not focusing on the awards as much. What does that vindicate Jeff for not focusing on the awards as much? I don't know if it
1: vindicates. I mean, it's, not, it's just stop pretending this is anything other than a commercial. Yeah, like, I, the, the award. I mean, if you want, it's the- like a container or a vehicle to deliver. Premieres. Yeah, if you want to throw the awards in there as part of the show, sure. But it's a, you know, it's not the game awards; it's the game trailers. Yeah, it's the that's game already commercial. taken though, right? <laughs> but like the, you know, it's like if the Oscars were the only place to see the trailer for the next Avengers movie.
0: Well, I saw someone in chat said, like, could you imagine if you're watching the Oscars and in between every award they show like five movie trailers? Yeah,
1: that's literally what this is. <laughs> it is, and yeah. it's not even the. It's more like the Golden. Glo- Again, right. Golden Globes yeah. is the better comparison because that's given. That's how it's selected. Press. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Oscars are what they are because they are professional peers recognizing peers. Mm-hmm. Like when you win Best Cinematography at the Oscars, is because the other cinematographers of the Academy voted for you. Yep. The people who do what you do are saying you did this the best of all of us this year, yeah. which is why it means so much. Yeah, um, which is, is similar to the Dice Awards or the Game Developers Choice Awards. Yep, this is press stuff, which is what Golden Globes do or. Of At least
0: when did. people accept their awards, they don't have to go up there and say, "I thank the Gaming Editorial Press Association." Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, the, that's, with the that's Golden not, Globes. It's so annoying.
1: Yeah, thanks to Hollywood Foreign Press Association. It's, it's like, like uh, they're contract.
0: Mm. Do they have? Are they contractually obligated? No, to say it's that? just it's just smart. It's just uh, you, you want them to rec- want to kiss right, ass. You, know, you want to kiss some ass, ass when you're up there. Yeah. Okay, we need to get to these reveals because there were so freaking many. Oh my gosh! I, I mean. I honestly haven't talked to Vincent about this since... It got numbing after a while. It was like machine gun fire. I my felt... throat got
1: tired because every time... I know they don't do it anymore because people made fun of it, but every time that header comes up, I go,
0: World Premiere. Yeah. It's like
1: <laughs> <to my> screen. <laughs>
0: I mean, I, I haven't talked to Vincent about this, but I'll just be honest. I felt like about an hour and 45 minutes into it that I was like curating E3, all of E3 in like three hours. Mm. I mean, I, I got to say... Jeff knocked it out of the park with the reveals. He got not a lot of gigantic stuff, but he got everything yeah, it was, it was that was there. It's definitely quantity
1: over quality, especially. I mean, and it was, it was it was also a little refreshing in the sense it's been such a quiet second half of the year. Yeah. This is nice to see some new things even if I don't care about all of them. I mean it appeared that he got anything that could have been gotten. Yeah, it was the Game Awards could have been subtitled Anything That Moves. Like
0: if, <laughs> right. Like if, it's like, my, the way I feel about it is if something did not appear in the show, my assumption is it was not up for debate to be in the show. Meaning no. like a God of War or Zelda or whatever. Like, My guess is Sony and Nintendo were like, no, we have nothing. Yeah. We can't show you anything because everything else was there. Like, It's crazy. I have three pages of reveals. It's nuts. And we need to get to them because there's so many. Let's start things off with Hellblade 2. There's been a lot of discussion on the site about whether this is real or not. Well, most people on Sifted, it is. I, I believed it from the beginning, too. People were like, this isn't gameplay. And I started watching it, and I'm like, "It is." here's what I think. As soon I as think. she starts walking down the beach, that's gameplay. And I, I'm not even like saying it's like... I'm not saying it's very involved gameplay. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, but I mean, I'm not saying like the question was whether it was real-time or not real-time. They were saying this is not how the game's going to play. Mm-hmm. And I think it might be. No,
1: yeah, I, th- I mean, I don't know if it's gonna. If this is an example, if this, you know, are, are you going to be luring giant creepy thing monster men down caves the whole time? Probably not. Not the but whole I, time, but. but I think that this is what's gonna happen. You know, I think you are going to be part of a team more, than, rather than the solo adventure the first game was. You know, calling for spears and. You know, that kind of thing. Like, I think it's going to be a very cinematic thing.
0: Yeah, I don't think it's going to be this overt, like, now you're playing thing. And here comes a HUD, and here's your, like, spear count or anything. I think it's going to be one of those games... The transitions between cinematics and gameplay, yeah. and you struggle to figure out when that happens. Yeah, I
1: think, I think that's correct. And there might be more, fe- you know, in the final game, I would imagine there'd be more feedback. There'd probably be more, you know, game, he- you know, not HUD stuff, but I would imagine more of a feedback on wh- whether you hit something or what kind of damage has been done, some kind of like, you know, response system. But uh, no, this, this definitely felt like, uh, an, an, you know, not a vertical slice necessarily, but an example of something you will be playing. Because this feels like a very early thing. It's probably the first thing you do in the game. It was Maybe. Real, but I think. Yeah, it
0: does seem kind of like feels, a setup. It feels a little like
1: a teaching moment. Yep. You know, there's no real actual threat. Everything's sort of like kind of, you know, set up. For but you. I think
0: this is how the game's going to be. Yeah. I think it's going to slip in and out of cinematics. And cause so like Vincent yeah. is saying right now, like, it's gameplay from a game that doesn't have much gameplay in it. Yeah. 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 That's a good way to put it. Like, this yeah. is what the game's going to be like, it's like when you're like watching gameplay the
1: game. from, I don't know, Heavy Rain or something. Right. It's just like, it's not, it's not going to, it's not a, you know, even the first one wasn't like that either. You know, even the fights in the first Hellblade were pretty yeah. cinematic. Yep. In, you know, there wasn't. It wasn't like a fighting game it was more like kind of, da- of a dance yeah and, so um,
0: i think this is the game people yeah. like this isn't like yeah. some subterfuge or them like trying to fake fake it or anything like that like this is what it's gonna be no, like i think this is play. definitely
1: a sample of gameplay i mean yeah. the rest of the game may play very differently or maybe uh, you know i don't know what happens after this or whatever but like yeah. no this is definitely real time This is definitely some form of gameplay it's just not not very robust. you know this ain't god of war yeah people, that's not it, the way
0: this series is um so I was impressed with this, like, big time. <laughs> like, it looks amazing, I think. Yeah. Oh, and it's, I
1: thought it's, you know, and I don't say this about everything. I thought it was intense, extremely creepy. Yes. Like, this whole thing is extremely off-putting. You should
0: also put on headphones while you watch yeah. this trailer. It it adds a lot yeah, to like, it. Yeah,
1: like, this thing coming, and, like, this like thing where that moves without moving its head, like, that is really weird. Like, there, There's the, a ima- high the creep imagery factor in too. this is really, you know, the first one as well. But yeah. the imagery in this is, is a very high disturbing factor. And I am not someone who gets scared. You know, we've been over this. Uh, Horror games don't really scare me. Horror movies don't really scare me. I don't get scared by jump things or things like that. What gets me is terror and tone, Mm -hmm. which is one of the things the early Silent Hills did really well. And this is doing this really well, too. Like this. This sort of thing, where it's like, what's coming out of the fire? What, where is it? You know, what, and the fact that it knows her name mm-hmm. is really just. There's dis- you know, a lot of. <laughs> yep. cool. There's some Junji Ito shit going on here yep. that I'm really digging. So if this is the tone. Also, don't going, forget
0: this. This game is about mental health. Yeah, this is like inside her mind, essentially.
1: Yeah, like what what what's real and what isn't is
0: completely hard fluid to discern, in, and it doesn't yeah. matter really. No, it doesn't because they're no. all real to her.
1: Yeah. It's, uh, this could all be internal struggle, externalized, uh, as part of the game, or it could be really what's happening, or it could be a mix of both. Like, there's no way to know, you know, there was never any way to know what was real and what wasn't in the first game. My and excitement for this cool game things.
0: went way up after oh, yeah. this. And that's what it's all about. Uh, next reveal. Big shocker here, Matt. Well, we knew about this. Oh. Did we, yeah, Star Wars Eclipse. It broke, yeah. what, like two days before? I knew about that a couple weeks ago. Oh, did you? But, like,
1: I knew that there was a game called Star Wars Eclipse being made by Quantic Dream. Okay. Uh.
0: That was about it. And we talked about this a minute ago, so I don't want to belabor it too much. But obviously, Quantic Dream, David Cage making a narrative-driven Star Wars game. Mm. Um, I think everyone's... My personal nightmare. Yeah. I think Uh, for a lot of people it would
1: be. Although I'll see. I mean, harassment and horrible business practices aside, uh, maybe David Cage's terrible writing will fit. Pulp space <laughs> opera, Star Wars, better than it will solving racism through androids. <laughs>
0: hmm?
1: Like possible. part of the problem with the, with David Cage's stuff is he he's trying to write to subjects that are well beyond his capability. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, there is he's always know, out of his depth. Oh, hugely. Yeah. Star Wars may be just about right. Talk about we'll Demet. Like, However, this game's apparently four or five years away because they can't even hire enough people to work at their shitty company to like. Yeah, they can't fill out the ranks. Hire so. enough
0: people to go into full production.
1: So who knows?
0: Yeah, I mean, their official word is three to four years away. Yeah, this is—I
1: mean, it's a cool-looking trailer. It's all—you know—there's no there's no game here here at all. This Uh, is
0: legitimately like smoke and mirrors.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's cool. And you know, the high—it's set in the High Republic era, which is a new setting that they—they started like a year and a half ago or something. What does that mean? Uh, Basically, it's just 300 years before the movies. Okay. So it's sort of like the height of the old Republic before it started to really decay, as we Mm -hmm. saw in the prequels yoda's like 400 you know so he's sort of like sort of like middle-aged he's younger (laughs) middle-aged that kind of thing 400
0: yeah i mean i i don't i don't carry much hope that i'm gonna really enjoy this like i will probably because it's star wars
1: yeah i mean i'll play it because it's star wars but like i i don't have i have no real hope for this yeah only a fool i'm not
0: setting i'm not setting my phaser to stunt. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, that's that's the other franchise yeah, I know, we're going to we'll get to that, to that too that
0: Yep, we absolutely will um, As of right now though, no release date for this It is all next gen uh, It's yeah. PC, PS5 we, we, We'll be lucky if this isn't next gen <laughs> PS6 Yeah, that's Here's the other thing Matt, about the Game Awards The page was turned mm-hmm. Almost every reveal Is for games that are just for yeah. PS5 Just for Series X And PC There's mm-hmm. none of this eight platform crap the only games that still have that are games that we've already known about for like a year or more before this show happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, changes foot. Next up, real shocker, Wonder Woman. Coming mm-hmm. from Monolith, the team behind Shadow of Mordor, mm-hmm. we, we know very little about this other than its very popular nemesis system from those games is coming to Wonder Woman. Yeah, which is cool. Like,
1: that is yep. a system that's highly underutilized, and I've been waiting for... Either someone to steal it, or for them to apply it to a different license. Mm-hmm. And here we are. I do think this game is way
0: out. No, oh, yeah, I think this is. Well, years I mean, you can away. tell by this trailer. It's yeah. just, it's just a character model that they're zooming in and out of. Like, but, they have nothing.
1: But cool, I'll play it. Wonder Woman
0: game, awesome. Yeah, like, no, no, no notes. Like, it seemed to be on. one of the, one of the trailers in the show that generated the most hype. Mm-hmm. People were really excited about this one. Because people want another freaking DC
1: superhero game. Like,
0: yep. they stopped making Batman,
1: so I guess we're gonna have Wonder Woman now, and that's fine. But, like, make something.
0: Yeah. I mean, they didn't announce platforms for this, but I think we all know that's it's next gen. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, no yeah.
0: It's not gonna be coming to PS4 sure. or an Xbox One. It's also been, been wondering what, what model it's been doing anyway, so. Yep. And now we know. So, pretty exciting stuff. Next up, something near and dear to my, my heart, though I hate to admit this. <laughs> it's Texas Chainsaw Massacre, one of my favorite horror movies of all time, is getting a video game. It's being created by the team that made the Friday the 13th game, which makes me very, very nervous mm-hmm. because that game was pretty much a disaster at launch. Yeah, but watch Matt McMuscles' What Happened About That
1: Game. It wasn't their fault. Okay, I there was a that. lot of weird shit behind the scenes. On well, that. I know
0: I've I know a little bit about it because I know mm-hmm. the Friday the Thirteenth license in general is a mess. Yes, because certain people, it's partly own that, certain but there's also this
1: funding things. There's, I mean, they, they got screwed over four different ways. Yeah, like, it was not their fault. That was not their fault.
0: I get that. The game still ended up being a piece oh, yeah. of crap for
1: a really long time. And but then, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre license should not be. Also, like I don't, I don't care about this. I I I'll just watch the movie again. But uh, are you a fan of the film? Yeah, I like the film. Yeah, I just have no interest in a game about it really. Yeah. I don't, I don't care about horror games, really. Also, like, the constant based-on-true-events thing on this trailer, Such it's bullshit. like, what
0: are you talking about? That movie was yes, never... Yes,
1: people have been murdered in Texas, I guess. That's yeah. about all you I got. mean,
0: it's that's a lie. Yeah.
1: Like, they used it's... it for the film to promote the film. Right. I mean, it's it's inspired by Ed Gein. And, right. And, the, and but, they like, filled in the rest. Yeah,
0: but it's not... <laughs> it's not based on real events. No. And they, what are they, two times in this trailer? The beginning <laughs> and the end, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really trying to point at him. Look, I am excited for this. Texas Chainsaw Massacre is probably my favorite horror movie of all time. Um, And a lot of that goes to what you were saying about the type of horror that you like. Like, Mm -hmm. a lot of people hear Texas Chainsaw Massacre and they're like, oh, that must be like the most gory movie ever. It's really not. Mm -hmm. There's hardly. It was for the time, but that's bad. But now it's not. Like, there's hardly any gore in it. mm -hmm. There's the scene where he puts the girl on the meat hook. And there's a couple other ones, but for the most part, it's just psychological terror mm. with a bunch like of like stuff in the background there's with like, skulls there's and like, meat like teeth in the background and meat. And stuff. Yeah. yeah, it's not what people expect it to be just based upon mm-hmm. what it's kind of mythos that has been built over the years. I do wonder how it's going to work because I mean, it's just another Dead by Daylight thing, is and it? Yeah, it's just it's like Friday like the Friday Thirteenth game they made.
1: Yeah. And Except that, they're using Leatherface, right? So.
0: But and but see, at least with Friday the Thirteenth, Jason had like all these different eras and yeah. iterations. Leatherface has always just been Leatherface. Yeah, so. I mean,
1: he's got slightly different. I think mean, it's like the reboot had a slightly different look to
0: him. I a mean, little you, bit.
1: Basically, you just take the tweaks from the different costume versions and then add different powers to that, and yep. that's your different variations, I guess.
0: This is also PC, PS5, and Xbox Series. You also use characters from the other, the rest of the family. Yeah, those other villains, the brothers, and yeah. The grandpa, yeah, grandpa who comes alive when you all. feed him the yeah. blood. You can do some, you <laughs> yeah, can do some I stuff. I guess you can do some stuff. Wouldn't it be awesome if you could get the grandpa on your side? <laughs> like if you get cut and you can stick your finger in his mouth and he comes alive. And <laughs> <laughs> I think you've already come up with something more interesting than anything to in have. this game. <laughs> uh, so anyway, Texas Chainsaw, Chainsaw Massacre, PC, PS5, Xbox Series X. No hard release date yet. Um, but we'll see. Hopefully the it's, the development isn't as bumpy mm-hmm. as Friday the Thirteenth was. Next up, something people have been waiting for for a long, long time. It is Alan Wake Two. A little bit of a
1: change of tone for this. Yeah, going
0: full survival horror with. Yeah. this Yeah, instead of being like this but it weird, sure looks like, nice. It does. Instead of being this weird, like supernatural kind of sci-fi thing that the first mm-hmm. Alan Wake was, this is just going straight horror. Um, I'm surprised they showed so little. <laughs> I mean this trailer is literally like 28 seconds long or whatever. Yeah, I mean I think this is a ways out as yeah. well. What has Remedy been doing though?
1: Control DLC?
0: Yeah. I mean the last piece of that wrapped up, well, I guess you're right. Yeah, that makes sense. It's like earlier this like April. Yeah. Cuz the thing about Control is like not a lot and of people played it, but it was like of game it. of the year so they, Yeah, it was really good. They, they kind of had to support it. And with, they had Alan
1: Wake uh DLC. It did, so. yeah. Yeah, like a little... Control's really good, so... It is. Yeah. They're I mean, working on... You know, Remedy's got a lot of
0: stuff going on, I think, so... They're building it on their own engine, mm-hmm. which... <sighs> control's weird, because Control on PC is like a benchmark game. Yeah. Control on consoles was kind of a mid-range game yeah. as far as visuals were concerned. Although the up, the upgrade... Helped, helped a lot. It looks yeah. nice, it looks nice on, on Series X. Yeah. But... um.
1: Doesn't I don't look like the PC version, but it looks nice.
0: I mean, the other thing too for me is that I was never a gigantic fan of the first Alan Wake. In fact, we just we no. did a game pass or fail for Alan Wake not that long ago, and it didn't grade favorably for that either. Mm. I, I liked it, but it's again, it's
1: I don't know. Like it's just it, I think it
0: needs to change direction, which yeah, is what they're doing. It is so. Yeah, so I like think the, that'll the, work the, out the, for the better. The
1: thing, you know, going back to it when they did the you know, the remaster this year didn't didn't grab me again. So yeah. Yep. Also, I liked American Nightmares better.
0: Vincent is saying Control Two is in the works. I'm sure it is. Yep. Um, Yes, Alan Wake Two is on PS Five. W Nerd One Two Three. It's a PC, PS Five, and Xbox Series. So Mm -hmm. yep, coming out. It's going multi platform. It's not an Xbox exclusive anymore. Um, Next up, probably the most disappointing thing that I saw at the entire award show: Sonic Frontiers. It is an open world Sonic the Hedgehog game that. Sounds better than it is in practice. I don't know this this part here is basically the teaser trailer they released initially, but eventually they get to the part where they actually show you the game, and it is just it's just it's, weird, man. It's, it's Sonic Arceus. It's just yeah. <laughs> it's Breath of the Hedgehog. How does that work with Sonic?
1: Like I don't know. Sonic's, like, Sonic's, like, mythology is so weirdly fluid that it could be anything. You know, there's the ver- the old version where it's like he was on another planet. There's the Archie comics where they came up with their own whole mythology spanning dimensions. There's the, where you know, the, the version in some of the later games where, like, uh, you know, where Sonic Adventure showed up. And everyone's like, wait, there's, like, people and... A city, and he's he's in on Earth, and like what? Like Because what? in Japan, it was like the, the the Mobius Planet was not really a thing. They there was a different mythology. Because Sega of America like came up with their own story for things, mm-hmm. um, and like it just yeah. And then they tried to merge it. Like, it's all pretty messed up, um, and none of it really matters uh, all that much. And if they were smart, they would try to be they would be trying to align this more with the movies. I just don't
0: know how Sonic works in an open world. He runs so fast, it's like you'd have to build a world the size of frickin' Well African. you can do that. You can make it as big as like Forza Horizon five. I guess There's not gonna be a lot to
1: do. Here, here's
0: my other concern. Anytime as you it does just, look pretty big as you just hinted at, anytime Sonic goes into the real world, it's a disaster. Like to me this has Sonic two thousand six written all over it. Like a complete disaster. Maybe. I don't think it'll be as bad as that. I don't know, man. Um, I, I don't think
1: there'll be load screens between texts. <laughs> Fair enough. Like that was—I've never seen anything like that. This to game this looks day. like
0: ass to me, Matt. Um, like ass. I don't,
1: I don't think we know enough about it yet. I don't it, have a lot of hope for a Sonic game, but like—I I mean, I'll, I'll admit I was more impressed by the trailer for the sequel than the movie. Movie, yeah, way more. Yep. Idris Elba said he was not going to voice Knuckles as a sexy hedgehog. Or is a sexy echidna, and he lied.
0: <laughs> well, I will say this, Matt: if you want this game on your fantasy team, you're gonna get it because <laughs> yeah, I am not about. drafting it. <laughs> uh, I'm. I mean, look, whether I enjoy
1: it or not, a I don't think it's coming next year. Even uh, though they're saying holiday next yeah, year, yeah, I think this is probably gonna slip because there's no way this is gonna unless they release it in 2006 condition, you right? Um, that's one of the reasons I'm confident about Starfield because you know Bethesda's gonna release that shit no matter what. Yeah, they don't care. But they don't care. <laughs> I've run. It. I've had save bugs. On I've had save bugs on Skyrim's tenth anniversary thing, that have erased like two hours of my progress in the last week. I was like, "This game's a decade old, and you've ported it three times, and you still haven't fixed that." I'm not worried about Starfield launching incomplete. It will. It will launch on that day, whether it fucking works or not.
0: <laughs> well, they put the date um, in their trailer. Put it in CG. It's in stone now. <laughs> You're done. done. Uh, You're really but I
1: back. can't imagine Sonic Frontiers being much more than a 62. Yeah, not, I don't think that's a good fantasy draft. I would not choice. draft it on your fantasy no, team. I not uh, I would not pick that.
0: Uh, Next up, a game that I was impressed with and am excited for. It's a game called Slitterhead. Yeah. This definitely pinged my radar, but that is
1: one of the most disgusting names for anything I've ever heard. Like, I don't like even saying the title Slitterhead. It's yeah. Just, and I know why, because everybody's face splits. Well, so I didn't like... get it until the last and shot. It, <laughs> and it's so so um, it's it's so dis- such a ugh, word that I've seen a lot of people miswriting mis- it as Splitterhead. uh
0: but no, it's slit, slitterhead. slitterhead. It is being developed by the creator of the original, original Silent, Silent Hill. Hill. Um, it also is bringing on some people from PlayStation's Japan studio that just went defunct. Mm-hmm. Um, they worked. Some of the people worked on Gravity Rush. There's a Devil May Cry developer working on the game.
1: Yeah, the pedigree's there. The body horror's there. Uh, it reminds me pleasantly of the necromorphs from Dead Space and The Thing from John Carpenter's The Thing. Mm-hmm. Um, this shot at the end really creeps me shot, The shot here from Kowlo- Kowloon, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like the walled cities. I mean, it's, I, I, you know, I, what I said about tone. Kiriyama Oka mo- music, music, awesome. That's huge. Um, yeah, this. I mean, this definitely has my attention.
0: Yep, me too. And I wonder if it just complete this shot right here. Oh, Lord. Hi. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that gives me the heebie-jeebies, man. So I'm excited for this. This is one of the most encouraging things I saw. Yeah. It's an all-star team and I know. When on I, they it. said "Salon," everyone's like, oh, my God, it's Kojima,
1: "Salon Hill. I was like, this is better. Yep. It this will is, be better. This is way better. It will be I'm better. way happier with this.
0: Yep. Um, it just entered full production, so it's a ways away. They said they're aiming for 2023. Right now, the platforms that are announced for it are PC, PS5, and Xbox Series, just like almost everything else that was shown. Salary Man and in a game Japanese Wars. horror
1: thing You are dead I'm you very are, excited Matt that all that. these
0: games are next gen only My biggest pet peeve mm-hmm. of this year is how many Games I had to play that looked like their last gen Games um, And that looked like it's good, that is going to be remedied Really quickly or really soon at least um, So anyway that's Slitterhead Next up A game called Nightingale This game has kind of made the rounds Before Matt mm-hmm. it, it was originally being developed as an MMORPG and I guess they weren't getting good results with their focus group testing. And they're like, okay, well, we love the work that we've done on this for the most part. Let's see if we can kind of reconfigure it into something that will be more appealing. And they've turned it into a – even their description is hard to even explain. It's, it's a survival crafting world builder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it gives me Pan's Labyrinth vibes, this game. Yeah, I, I really
1: like the aesthetic and the costumes and the uh-huh. look and everything. I just wish it was a different game. Uh-huh. Like, I don't want to play Valhalla with. You mean Valheim. Guys. Valheim. Yeah. That's right. Uh, that's kind of what it sounds what it like. That's what made me think of. Yeah, and I, I mean, I, I liked Valheim well enough, but like, I just wish this. I wish this was more of a straightforward like action adventure game.
0: Yep, I'd agree. Um, it is created by ex-BioWare developers. Mm. Um, hopefully, the good ones. Yeah. Um, it's set.
1: I'd rather have the good ones on Dragon Age 4, but <laughs> yeah, yep. we didn't get to see any of that. Yeah, so.
0: yeah. Uh, it's set in the 19th century in an alternate Victorian world where magic has, has existed for hundreds of years. Um, the magic has allowed humanity to build a network of portals, basically Victorian stargates, to other fantasy realms. The goal of the game is to get back... To the city of Nightingale, which is mm-hmm. the heart of all magic. So basically, you're trapped in these odd realms, and the objective is to get back to Nightingale. Uh, but there's world building, there's survival elements, there's a lot of crafting to it. Um, game looks good. We'll see if it's fun to play. Um, but it definitely caught my eye. It stood out among a lot of the games that were shown mm-hmm. at the show. At least I thought it. I thought it did.
1: It did. It's just as soon as I figured out what it was, I was like, oh, yeah. Like I, just, I wish it was like a a Bioshock or a, an action RPG, an action RPG or an yeah. action adventure. Like,
0: cause I do like the setting a lot. Yeah. And you're right. Like the, the art, the costuming, all that stuff. Pretty cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like I just wish it was more like an, an outer worlds thing.
0: Yep. I'd agree with you. I'd be more excited for it, but I'm still going to give it a chance. Um, some of the stuff in this, I, I want to experience. So yeah. we'll see how it turns out. Next up, the Lord of the Rings Gollum. That game disappeared pretty much all year. Mm-hmm. We got an update on it in like, February or March. Um, And then finally it reappears here at the Game Awards. Are you excited for this game at all? No. Me either. I have no interest in Home Alone Golem Edition. It's a stealth game, basically. Yeah. where I, you can I, crawl on any wall I would wall not have thought ceiling. you
1: could think of a way to make Lord of the Rings uninteresting to me, but you did. Yeah. I mean, the only other way you could do it is if you made, like, Just Dance Tom Bombadil edition. Like, this is... <laughs> I don't want to play this. I don't want to play this. I don't like the art style. I yeah. don't like the look they've gone with him for. trying. It's
0: like they're trying to make him a little cartoony or a little cuter, and it's not working. It's set during The Fellowship of the Ring. Mm-hmm. Um, it basically tells the story of the destruction of the ring from the perspective of, of Gollum. Mm-hmm. I mean, he can run on any surface. The levels are designed so that, you know, you can run on the ceiling, on the walls, wherever. And they've designed the That's levels. That's a new ability for him. He can't. Yeah. He's never been able to. I mean, he can climb stuff, but he's never stuck. He's not a spider. That's yeah. Weird. He can cling to anything. They say he also has superhuman strength in the game, which I think that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, he is strong and wiry, but more yeah. he's strong for a hobbit kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but they are. They des- said they're designing the levels with the idea that you know, since you can go anywhere, you know, they want to give you the freedom to kind of accomplish the levels how you want. That is always seems like a 50-50 proposition to me. Mm-hmm. It works sometimes. Sometimes it doesn't work. Uh, but we'll see. It's coming to all platforms. This is one of the rare games that was at the Game Awards that is coming to last gen, uh, and it's coming Q4 of next year. So they still have a lot of time to work on it. Some previews that came out recently that were not very kind. So just keep that in mind. Here's one of the most pleasant surprises from the Game Awards to me, and I think the best trailer from the Game Awards possibly, Warhammer 40K Space Marine 2, um, the sequel to a game, third-person shooter that came out like 10 years ago, like a decade ago? ago? 11 yep. years ago. Um, which I was surprised to find there, it has a lot of fans. It does. Yeah.
1: Forty, I mean, Warhammer is a, is a big deal, um, and Space Space Marine was very well received, just did not... Didn't really sell outside of the fandom. Mm-hmm. It was kind of a Gears of War clone. Yeah, uh, didn't really sell outside of the fandom. It was very good. It was Relic made the first one, and yeah. it was uh, pretty solid. Captured things well. Part of the pro- too much orc stuff. It was very front-loaded with orc stuff, and then you eventually started fighting Chaos forces, which is more interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I did not see a Space Marine sequel eleven years later uh, <laughs> no. in the cards, but I'm glad it's here.
0: This trailer is awesome. Like, I'm not a huge, like, 40K guy. Yeah, like, I
1: thought this was going to be, I you know, when I first, when I saw this trailer start, I thought this was going to be Total War 40K. Oh, uh, okay. I thought this was going to be, like, an Ultramarine, Like a cinematic thing. trailer yeah. as well, because yeah. they always, that's But how then they're, really...
0: like, Space Marine too. I'm like, well, hell, cool. If you're not a fan of 40K, after watching this trailer, you may be. I mean, it's that good. Yeah, um, I don't play Warhammer, like, the
1: actual game. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I have other things to do with my money. Um, <laughs> very expensive yeah. hobby. Um, but like, I really like a lot of the games. I like the Dawn of War games a lot. Uh, I wish they'd do a Total War one for 40K. Yeah. And uh, I'm definitely in on this. I like Space Marine. It I is... even liked Fire Warrior on the PS2. Like oh. I go way back.
0: It is coming to, again, PC, PS5, Xbox Series. I'm hoping a lot of you guys get your new consoles over the holidays because everything is finally moving to next-gen only. Mm. Uh, no date for it at all. It's just a CG trailer. Which isn't a good sign, so my guess is probably not for two or three years mm-hmm. until we see it. Exciting to know it's there, though. Um, that's for sure. Pleasantly surprised by this. One of the most pleasant surprises from the show, in my opinion. Um, they do show yeah, a little a bit, bit of, of gameplay. gameplay. Yeah, but it's just like this little three-second montage yeah, at my, the end. My guess, is, my guess is we'll be playing that in like March 2023. Yeah, maybe. Sounds about right. I mean, the other thing, too, is that it's not being published by, like, a big publisher. Yeah. So the quality control might be a little less. Yeah. Well, so it's, it's, like, interesting that, like, a lot of that's, you know,
1: Games Workshop is sort of, you know, striking out in that direction. Sort of like what Wizards of the Coast is doing with, you know, their own in-house stuff with, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because, like, Dark Alliance turned out real bad. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see. Like, the, the this thing where, like, RPG companies or, or board game companies try to make their own games is a real mixed bag so far. Yep.
0: We'll see how it goes, um, but I was very, very encouraged by the debut trailer for it. Next up, Suicide Squad kills the Justice League. Really, the first look that we got at mm-hmm. gameplay—just raw footage, although they, you know, it's shot with cinematic cameras and things like that. But you yeah, really you're get a good seeing the game. You really get a good idea of what each character can do, and I was impressed with this as well. I think this looks intensely
1: boring. Really, like, I have zero interest in this game. Wow,
0: like, I was really impressed by it.
1: I just want, I want a game out of the. I mean, I thought like the concept of trying to kill the Justice League would be cool, but everything that happens in this trailer is so fucking boring to me. It's so by the numbers. It's every, all of them have different abilities, but they all just do things I've done a hundred thousand times already. Like Captain Boomerang throws electric. Who cares? Like King Shark is strong and hits things and throws it. Who cares?
0: Like what, I, what just, I saw that that impressed me was one all the characters do play completely different. I'm not sure how... I still don't know why Captain Boomerang... I know he's it because he's a fixture of
1: the, Sam, of the Suicide Squad, but, like, compared to the other three, he is such a zero in terms of just look and... Feel, like, I don't care. Like, can you think you can switch
0: between the characters yeah. when you it's, want?
1: Yeah, because it's, like, it's not really... As I understood it, it's more of a brute force thing. It's like yeah. you can switch between them whenever you want. It will? Is that what they're... I think the more of a, it's more of a... I think you can only play, like, two-player co-op or something. It's oh, more okay. of a or maybe it's 4, I don't know. I would be silly if it wasn't 4. But uh there is an eye towards single player switching between characters, I think. Okay. Um, um I like, like the verticality this, of I, it. I don't think this is back for blood DC edition okay. or anything.
0: I like the verticality of it. Like there's a like for mm. instance she can almost swing like Spider-Man. Yeah. Which um is and then a choice. there they show like, other people using like kind of these weird jetpack things to get around like Yeah, um, I just don't I mean graphically also, I think it looks
1: Amazing. Oh, graphically, it's incre- it also reminds me of Sunset Overdrive a little bit. A little bit, uh, yeah. Just Lots the kind of The, bright the attitude colors. and the glowing colors. And stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, it just, I don't know. Like, just this trailer left me ice cold. Huh. Like, I I really liked it. I thought it made even, the game look good. I mean, good. look, I don't have any fondness for the Suicide Squad thing anyway. And the me only either. character in this in this game I have any affinity for is Harley Quinn. And she's barely Harley Quinn. In the, you know, yeah. in, when she's on a team. She's, she's pretty different. Yep. Um, I do like the... I do like some of Flash's stuff here. Like you know, the idea of fighting the Justice Leaguer is is a cool idea. I mean, it seems like the game is going to
0: be just going from one to another, trying to kill them. I
1: just I don't know. There's just I don't see anything here that I haven't already done a hundred times, and I don't see a spin on it that makes it more interesting to me beyond the presence of Justice League characters. But like, we don't really get a full taste of what you know what the difference of fighting that is. I just don't care.
0: It piqued my interest for sure. Um and I thought it looked really good. It's, it visually looked, it looks amazing, but yeah. I,
1: I I all I can, you know, I'm, I it's maybe not fair to it, but all I can sit there is, is see when I think this so I think is when I see this is be like where is my goddamn Batman game that looks like this? Oh, where is Is that a, what it's coming down to you? are just, just pissed off cuz it's not Batman. Not just, I think that really looks like an incredibly boring game. Huh. I, but I also would rather, I mean, if it was, if there was, I don't know. I feel like I may have got to the root of the problem. No, there. it's not. It's, I mean, it's part of it because I think Rocksteady has better things to do. But yeah. like, if it was, if, if I don't understand what's wrong with it though, it just looks boring to me. But anyway. like, there's nothing in it that I want to. Pl- I don't
0: look at that and say I want to play it. it Vincent doesn't... says Suicide Squad is four player co op. Yeah, okay. Gotham Knights is one that's only two.
1: Yeah, Gotham Knights is weird that they do that. I, again, if they were out... If they're putting out regular DC gaming content that they you know, like Wonder Woman sort of stuff, Like, if there were other alternatives to play as these characters that I care about as opposed to the Suicide Squad, which I don't care about, I would be less down on the Suicide Squad game looking so boring to me because I could just skip it and it wouldn't matter mm-hmm. because like there's other DC options. But there aren't. I mean, even the other Gotham game is like a bunch of fucking also-rans. Like it's, yeah.
0: it's, it's, I mean, I don't really care about DC at all. I don't really I don't even really have like a huge affinity for Marvel to be honest with you I, just I do think like DC. it looks like a fun game <laughs> I do
1: like DC I don't like play uh, a lot I mean DC hasn't had a ton of output for a while yeah. you know, I, I, I I like all the DC characters um, I think the pinnacle of the DC characters pr- presentation in pop media is probably the uh, you know the the DC animated universe yeah yeah um, If you made just a Justice League game that was sort of equivalent to those Justice League cartoons, I think you'd have something. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But like, you know, I'm leaning in the Suicide Squad because they were hoping that that's you know that's one of their breakout hits. I'd say Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn, as played by Margot Robbie, is basically the only cultural impact the DC Cinematic Universe has had. Uh, Well, Joker. Joker is not. I mean, Jared Leto Joker hasn't been anything except a bunch of jokes. Uh, no pun intended.
0: Yeah. I mean just as far as like making an impact culturally. Like that movie did very well. It's it not DC's critically acclaimed.
1: Universe. It's not? It's not in continuity with the Zack Snyder stuff. No. Oh. Well, it's that's its own, probably it's its why it's people like it. <laughs> uh, people like it because uh you can fool some of the people all the time. Joker's a terrible fucking movie. I've never no, watched the whole thing. It's it has no brain in its head and if you actually think that's good you should go watch the two movies it stole all of its shit from which is uh, the King of King, King of Comedy yeah. and uh, Taxi Driver. Yeah.
0: It is kind of a mix of those.
1: Except Taxi Driver and King of Comedy have Points and themes and brains in their heads, and uh, Joker is, like, watching someone act something out without understanding what they're doing.
0: Yeah. It's, it's so dark uh film, Filmmaking-wise,
1: not Walking Phoenix. Walking yeah, yeah. Phoenix knocks it out of the yeah, park yeah, great for what he has to work with, for sure. But that movie is one of the most empty-headed things I've ever seen.
0: I can never find myself in the right mood when I stumble across it. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's because that mood is very elusive. Yeah, the, the, the <laughs> mood to watch a
1: uh, nihilistic, brainless recount of far better Scorsese movies is
0: hard to find, yeah. especially these days. <laughs> All right, let's move on. we got a bunch more to get through. Uh, next up, Saints Row. You missed Forspoken. For oh, that's right. And that's a problem because it, the game is impressing me, Forspoken. Mm-hmm. Um, this trailer, not... So much, honestly. No, the trailer wasn't great, but I, I am interested. Yeah. This game is really starting to get on my radar at this point. Um, it is PC and PS5 only. It launches May 24th of next year, so it's coming pretty soon. Um, Square Enix has allowed people to do some hands-on with this stuff, and they're basically saying it's Assassin's Creed. Mm-hmm. It's an open-world action RPG, except the thing is, all the combat is magic. Yeah. Even the melee weapon that you use is like a magical sword. It's yeah, not. It looks like uh, it reminds me of the Ten Rings. And yeah, a little bit. G. Yep. Um, the character that you play as is named Frey Holland. She's a trouble girl from New York City who just gets zapped into this insane world. Um, she has a bracelet, a sentient bracelet, mm. named Cuff, and that's where she gets all her powers from. This is all written by Gary Whitta, by the way. Yeah. This is all his concoction. Whitta's is, is in there, and I think uh, Hennig has something to do with this, too. Oh, that's right. She was a consultant or whatever mm. on it for a while. Um, the objective is you must stop the break, which is or the bad guys in this alternate universe. They're trying to corrupt the land. Um, apparently, she swears a lot, like a New Yorker. Like yeah. they're not pulling any punches in the game, which is good. that Square Enix, let Gary kind of do his thing and create this universe and this character, and they're gonna let him let her be the character that Gary wants her to be. Um, and then there's you know tons of upgrading using her cloak. Um, she can gain special abilities and buffs using magical nail polish, which is a little weird. That, to me, is very Final Fantasy. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> don't forget, this is made by the Final Fantasy 15 team on the Luminous engine. Um, and so it, it, there are some, you can tell in certain shots in these trailers, at least I think you can, that it's made by the same team and on the same engine. But I think it looks pretty good um and then obviously there's a ton of parkour in it which lets her get across long distances on foot um this game has shot up my list of Mm -hmm. games i'm excited for and i'm not pretty soon too yeah i was was pleased at how soon that release date is i'm not a huge fan of final fantasy 15 but they did have other people come in and help them work on this so i'm hoping that that made a difference Mm -hmm. because i know you're not a big fan of it oh no oh no (laughs) One of the
1: worst things of the last generation.
0: Yeah. So anyway, Forspoken come in May twenty fourth, and it's I've coming never, to PC. Never,
1: never say I don't give them another chance
0: because this does look pretty good. Yep. PC and PS five. Um, no Xbox version yet. You think they'll make an Xbox version eventually?
1: Maybe. Depends it is, on how it does. If it is a hit. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's what I think too. Uh, now on to Saints Row. This game is also one of the few games that is going, you know, is releasing for Definitely prior gen. Year, yeah. um, and, it's coming to everything but the Switch. Uh, they just bumped it out. The release date is now August 23rd of 2022, so mm-hmm. it's coming late summer. Would not be surprised if it gets delayed again into Q4. Um, At the
1: very least, delaying it out of that really crowded February-March zone is good. Yeah. I, I think it would get buried. Did this game look fun to you, Matt? Yeah, I mean, I mean I'm mean, i always interested in Saints Row. Uh, this this trailer definitely looked like it was more trying to prove that it's Saints Row. Uh-huh. Like you have the gangs, it, it, the gangs and yeah. the tech guys and the wacky stuff uh-huh. and the, it was much more, you know, there was it the, the previous trailers for this have looked very straight more GTA-ish, more like Yeah. real kind of, you yeah, know, quote unquote. This shows people some people criticized stuff, it for though. people have criticized it for like not looking like Saints Row. Like like ah. it's too serious and it's too, This right. is like,
0: no, it's Saints Row.
1: Like it's it's there's crazy some crazy stuff. stuff in this trailer, man. Oh yeah, like just got...
0: the edit. If you really pay attention to like some of the really quick and whoever, shots,
1: whoever, whoever over at Volition, uh, still... like right
0: there was like a like a yeah. Back to the Future like jet board that you're yeah. riding yeah. on. Whoever, like, whoever over at Volition there. hates people in furry costumes is still working there apparently <laughs> because that is uh, still a thing. Um, look, if again, if a job, if the job of a game being at the Game Awards is to get me more excited for it, it worked with this game. Um, yeah, it, it has worked with all of them, but it definitely worked with this one. I'm excited for Saints Row. Yeah, uh, I do like this series. Uh, I'll give it a shot. I'll give it a shot even if it didn't
1: look weird and cool. But yep. like
0: Got a nine-month wait, not too much longer. Um, and here is the game, the one trailer out of literally like 100 that I totally screwed up and did not get on the TriCaster before today's show, and that is Dune Spice Wars, an RTS set mm-hmm. in the Dune universe. Um, is coming. the
1: f- various Spice Girls fight over the planet Arrakis.
0: It's <laughs> 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 coming from Funcom.
1: Um, spice Wars is a weird title. Yeah, that's, that's that. All that makes me think
0: is like posh spice is trying to <laughs> conquer well, the, the spice Harkonnen is empire. Like the currency of the Dune oh, yeah. universe. So, but yeah. Spice Wars is a little to someone who doesn't know what Dune is. Yeah, it could a little on be the weird. nose. A little weird. Yep, absolutely.
1: I don't. And I don't. I know what Dune is, and I'm just like, eh, it just feels like trying to make Dune hip. somewhere. More, more than it is. Some, yeah. something it's not. Yeah. Like, like, like one of the big board games for Dune that came out this year is Dune Imperium, which is like, that's a good, okay, I get, yeah, it's, yeah. it's about politics. and a, Spice Wars, sound, it sounds like the title <laughs> of like a, like a Saturday morning cartoon show for Dune. Yeah, it's like,
0: yep. Eh. Yep. Uh, but it is an RTS, it's coming to only to PC as a 4X. of right now. Is it 4X? x thought it was a 4X. I thought it was RTS. I thought the trailer said it was a 4X. Oh, that makes it more exciting. Yeah. To me anyway. The 4X. Maybe Dune, not to some people. A Dune 4X would be interesting, yeah. It would be. Um but it's only for PC right now and there's no release date yet. Um and the trailer to be honest with you wasn't much anyway. So you're not missing anything because of my screw up. Um let's see what what's next. Uh Steel Rising.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm Matt exci- our our buddy's over at Spiders. Yeah, I'm excited about Spidals. this. One. <laughs> Spiders. Spiders. He is our hero. Yeah, it is um well, I always think of spiders as the team behind the Technomancer, but really, yeah. what most people know them for is Greedfall. Yeah, because I mean, I think
1: of them as the, the team behind Mars Warlocks. Right, right. The, <laughs> they're they're go back to the old, old school. Yeah. But they these guys are kind of like um, Eurojank, Bioware, and <laughs> uh, they get better and better as they go. They do. Like I, I said, after Greedfall, give these guys one more game, and they're going to make something that was that's of the quality level of say between like if Bioware had made a game between Mass Effect and Mass Effect Two. Yeah. And I think this is going to be it. I Here think, it is. Yeah. I think you're going to get something out of it. I think this game is going to turn some heads. I think
0: this is Spider's breakout game. It, it's about time. Um, it's an action RPG set in alt history where the French Revolution can be put down by robots. Mm-hmm. The game has actually been revealed for a while. It's been yeah. it's been known about since s- July wanna... of last year. Yeah, it's been a long time. We've never talked about trailer. it on Game Face, though. Uh, because yeah, there hasn't been anything to talk about yeah.
1: until now. But, I mean, if you if you can't trust a trailer that has a, a, a clockwork
0: automaton and a powdered wig, <laughs> like, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, so, anyway, we have a soft spot in our hearts for spiders. Yeah. Um, I played Technomancer for, like, 50 hours. Yeah, Technomancer goes on and on and on. <laughs> I can't believe I played it that long because it really wasn't that great. I'll no. just be honest. But for whatever reason, it sucked me in and I kept playing it. Yeah, I recommended it to a friend of
1: mine earlier when she was looking for, like earlier last year when she was looking for something to stream and she played it and she mostly thought it was embarrassing but she did finish the whole thing. Oh, no, she stream. did! <laughs> and like, and like, she she was mostly very amused by uh, the like the weird. Like, she couldn't figure out like what. What the point or the angle was on like the radical feminists in it oh. that called all the guys right. fallows yeah, and shit yeah. like, and she was like, <laughs> she's like, do they are they parodying feminism or a certain type of feminist? Are they anti-feminist? Are they pro-feminist? Or they don't think this is how to do. It? She's like, I can't figure out their point of view, and it keeps me playing. Kind of, they're that, just pro Eurogen. Yeah, That's they just they just want to confuse you. <laughs> Yeah. They
0: just want you to not know where your character's foot's going to end up in the next frame. That's, the, <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, next up, Star Trek Resurgence, mm. created by former Telltale developers. Yeah, telltale escapees. Yep, and it looks very much like yeah. a Telltale game. I thought it was at Except first. Except it seems that there's more interactivity. Yes. There's actually a shot in here there's where it shows you shooting yeah. something. So You might need to aim yeah. a couple of times. Buckle, buckle up. Uh, it also does appear to have dialogue trees and choices yeah. and all the stuff you know Telltale's games for. That's cool. That's This is the kind of Star Trek game I think can really work. Now you can set your phasers to stun. Yeah. As I alluded
1: to earlier. Set uh, after next gen in, in the timeline. So yeah. It's, it's slightly post- That was my question game.
0: for you, actually. It, where is it set? It's
1: slightly after next generation. Okay. They show Spock in this. Yeah. Spock's around. Yeah. Vulcans live a long time. And the guy... It's a pretty good Spock impersonation. Old Spock impersonation. Yeah.
0: May Leonard Nimoy rest in peace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but not Spock. Spock's got work <laughs> to gotta do. He's got to keep working. <laughs> Sell some games, Spock. Here we go. <laughs> um, Yeah, I... I don't know. I, I feel like I've fallen out of love with Telltale's formula a little bit here over the last couple years. Yeah, but this but,
1: looks like enough of a tweak that it's got my attention. Like, yeah, I mean, not, it's Star Trek, so I'll probably like give I, it a go. I wasn't, I'm not super jazzed about the Telltale Expanse game, mm-hmm. although apparently, it's just, I don't know, the people that I know that are into the Expanse are just like, oh my God, this character. Da, da, da. I'm like, okay, I don't understand the significance of any of that, but. Yeah. You're right. Like, it's like telltale stuff. You're just like, okay, in the Wolf Among Us season two, or whatever. It's just like, okay, cool, but I know what I'm going to do. There's no, yeah. you know, I'm not, a, I'm not an innovator. You, know, you know me. I'm, I'm more execution over innovation, but like, mm-hmm. there's only so much you can execute on in that formula without changing it up, and they just don't want to change it up. It all
0: comes down to the writing. Yeah. It's what matters the most. And it's been hit or miss for me. Yeah. It's definitely been scattershot, even yep. episode to episode in yeah. some cases. You're right. Some will be great. The next one, you'll be yeah. like, this is boring as crap. Uh, next up, the worst game in my opinion at the Game Awards, Rumbleverse. This looked awful. Oh, just awful, <laughs> yeah.
1: man! Like, can people? Can the companies get the bright idea in their head of like, oh, this will compete with Fortnite? No, it won't. No, it will not compete with really Fortnite. It won't. Stop it! Stop.
0: You can't <laughs> compete with Fortnite. It is a wrestling-themed battle royale game, so everything is melee-based. It. <laughs> Never frustrating online. Whose
1: idea was this, and who greenlit it? Someone did this suplex off a building thing, and I guess thought that was a good idea. I don't know. After
0: playing Knockout City or something, like (laughs) um, it is coming from Iron Galaxy or yeah, Iron Galaxy. They're the team that made the Killer Instinct reboot not too long ago. Um... So at least they have experience in melee combat. Yeah. It reminds me of... What's that Switch game that's like an online melee game that looks that looks like Splatoon? Someone in chat will know. I don't know. It's like a free-to-play brawler for Switch, but this looks like just a cheap knockoff of that. Um, and I played the Switch game like... No. Mm-hmm. Brawlhalla is like a Smash Brothers clone. Mm-hmm. Um, this is just like an open-world kind of brawler game. Someone in chat will say. Um people actually like Rumbleverse, vincent is saying and they're they're wrong and they're dumb arms <laughs> and no it's not ninjala that's it yeah mm. yeah it reminds me of ninjala and i pl- i tried ninjala a couple times and i couldn't get into it um so that may be tainting my impressions of this a little bit i just think it looks bad like artistically i think it looks it's gross like i just there's nothing appealing about the no. look of that game to me at all no i don't know I guess the kids are liking it. There's a beta going on right now. Maybe. Maybe they're playing it, and it's more fun than I think it is. I don't know. Um, I've struggled to see why someone would think that that game looked impressive.
1: Yeah, Vincent says Epic's publishing it. so Yeah.
0: Well, Maybe the crossover with Fortnite will save it. Could. Well, they can cross-promote it with Fortnite, yeah. and that might save yeah. it. Yeah, um, Yeah, it is free to play, and there's a beta live now. So if you want to give it a go, you can. I would recommend you just steer clear of that one. But, hey, different strokes for different folks. Uh, next up, another game that shot up my interest scale after the game awards, A Plague Tale Requiem. Except for the fact that they decided to publish a trailer shot like it was on a cell phone. That is an odd choice for something set in the Dark Ages, yes. And you see them struggle to frame the shots in this trailer so you can tell what the hell is going on. Why would you do this? I don't know. Do you want did people to like watch it, it on their cell phones it look and look fill like up this the, on the whole screen? It didn't look
1: like this in the broadcast, did it? I think it did. I don't remember that. This is what's on their official YouTube channel. I don't remember it looking like that. I feel like I would have noticed that. I don't know. Why would they do that? This is what's on their YouTube channel. Weird, huh? Yeah, I don't <laughs> know if that's a mistake. I definitely don't remember. I feel it was a full screen trailer in the broadcast or the stream. Yeah. I don't know why it look, I don't know why you do that because you're clearly cutting stuff off. Like that's clearly not framed for that. Yeah. So I don't know what they're doing there.
0: Yeah, like I said, they're struggling to get everything in frame. I don't know what this is. That's that's weird. It, it feels weird. like that
1: feels like an error to me because it definitely it definitely didn't look like that in the show.
0: I didn't see it in the live show.
1: I mean, because I'm interested in that. Guys, I like the first one a lot. Yeah. So I'm, I'm in.
0: Yeah, it's. I still think the game looks awesome. The production values of it have gone up a lot. Um, the big question, obviously, is can they get the gameplay if they can wrangle it to make it feel a little better um the last game that was kind of its weak spot in my opinion um hopefully they can get it cleaned up and make it as fun to play as it is as the concept is and as as fun as it is to look at it because it's Mm -hmm. a it's a unique game um and you're fighting the plague in the 14th century it's coming also pc ps5 xbox series however there is a switch version of this one cloud version so i was surprised we didn't see more of that in the game awards, more cloud versions for Switch games. But people are like, "Nope, we're just doing PS5 series and PC." Seems to be the way it is. Uh, next up, the Halo TV series, which looks amazing. It's coming to Paramount. What is it? I think it looks amazing. I mean, look, it look at the screen. I think it looks like a fan film. Really? Like, yeah. How does that a fan film? Well, not that like but like this. Really? Looks
1: mm, Really? Yeah. Like this. I mean, that's not great effects work there. That's that's mid-budget television.
0: Well, it is mid-budget television. Yeah, but
1: Halo should be bigger than (laughs)
0: that. (laughs) The crazy part to me is that it's on Paramount+. Plus. It's not even television, Matt. It's streaming.
1: Yeah, well, streaming is that. I guess it is now, yeah.
0: But not for Paramount. Like, Paramount has tons of TV networks, linear networks.
1: Yeah, but they know where their bread is buttered at this point. I guess? Especially for, like, the genre stuff.
0: It's a huge commitment. I mean, I'll also say that you're in the minority on your impressions of this. Most people are, like, blown away by it well like the response on social media has been like overwhelmingly positive all right well standards are standards but uh <laughs> also this this show has been in
1: development hell for 15 years i have no yeah. i have no hope for this thing really it's, yeah i'm not saying it's going to be good i'm just saying that the trailer looks good uh, it looked uh i don't yeah well, i i mean not bad no it doesn't i wasn't like oh my god my eyes are bleeding but it mm-hmm. doesn't it looks about on par with your kind of Genre, your OTT
0: streaming service TV show, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think Mandalorian's probably a step up. Oh, yeah, Mandalorian's using different tech, yeah. Um, in fact, it's using the tech that we're about to talk about next mm -hmm. for the Matrix Awakens, which is a demo, an Unreal Engine 5 demo that you can download and play right now. And I say, play, yeah. Which, actually do it. which proves to you that it's all in real time, running in real time. And poke How, look around in the city. However, you can't do much. No, it's not. It's, it's a demo in yeah. the truest in the, sense. Definitely, it's like you aim at tires, and the yeah. it's like you're not even you, really. You, aiming. I mean, after are you going to look around yeah. and poke
1: around in the city? I mean, it, it cool. proves that it's real time, yeah. and everything,
0: which is amazing.
1: I mean the, the the characters are a little uncanny. still. Yep. but like they're right on that edge, man. And they're lucky they're wearing gla- sunglasses, right? Because yeah. then it would be like, oh my god. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But it gets the, it gets you there, and like the, the you know I've put I've sent like you know non gaming friends like you know shots from like the in, in the city and stuff, and they've all asked me if that was a drone shot. Like none oh, of the, wow. they all thought it was real. Wow. If I mean, you, it's pretty amazing. If you keep faces out of it, especially, I mean, she's better. Because yeah, she I don't know okay. what that actress looks like right, in real life. Right. I, but Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss, I know that's not really them. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it's good. It's very good. It's like amazing, Carrie- really. It's yeah. a, like a marvel. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, once you get out of the car and start showing, like, the freeway blowing up and stuff, it's just like, wow. Yeah, like, Sneaky saying, I'd
0: love if companies release tech demos. It's fun to try. They, yeah. they just did. This one's out there. You can download it for free on your PS5 or your Xbox Series console right now. And it's not short either. It takes like 8 minutes or something like yeah. that to get through the whole thing. Um I mean is is this feasible for games in the next 3 years? Probably not. But no, but like it's it, you know you'll see something like that. It does show you what the If you're, you're not, not making, making a
1: whole city, you could right. probably get something
0: smaller to look like yeah. that. Oh, yeah. for sure. Absolutely. Um but it looks hot, dude. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's like it's almost photorealistic. Ridiculous. I mean, yeah. look at that. It's really crazy. It's insane that, like, even you know, knowing that they limit what you're going, what you can do as far as controls and where you're going to look and things like that, that they can still run something in real time on a video game console that looks like this. Yeah, it's amazing. Billions of polygons. It's unreal. Like it is. Like they call that for a reason. <laughs> Apparently, I'm really impressed with this. Yeah. And, and even it look if if games in real time even get to like seventy five percent of this, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Like. I'm totally cool. Um, Until next gen. Right. When they better
1: fool us. Well, looking through a window.
0: Next gen, the faces will be fixed. (laughs) I don't know if the the faces will ever be fixed. I know. It really is a problem. Yeah. Like this, like the human
1: brain is wired to recognize eyes and faces so well that like, I don't know if you will ever get to a point where you fully fool.
0: It's tough, people. Yep, sci-fi stuff will get you. There's Monsters always gonna be and creatures. There's and always, like and that. even
1: if you do like, there's always gonna be moments where it doesn't work. You know, it's yeah. never gonna be 100% perfect. You're gonna have like 80, even get 80% believe that's Keanu Reeves. There's gonna be a couple shots where you're like, oh, that's not that's not right. Yeah, your brain—it's one of the things our brains are, are have wired themselves to to do better than anything else. Just to pick faces, out humans, see faces, see yeah. people. Because in the old days, if you didn't see the other person, they were probably gonna kill you. So the the people the people who got to live and breed were the people who could see faces in the jungle. Yeah. And that's one of the other reasons we see faces on everything. I mean it's darwinism honestly. Well, darwinism <laughs> is a different thing.
0: Uh, a little bit. Yeah.
1: But it is evolution. Yeah. It is the result of evolution. Yep,
0: absolutely. Uh so that looks awesome. It's not turning into a real thing. This is all it is. Um but again, you can go and download it for free and give it a go and uh Just make sure you don't uh, cover up the vents on your PS5 or your Xbox Mm -hmm. before you start playing it, because it pretty much pushes the consoles to the limit. Um, It's cool that uh, they decided to do something like that. I wish there was more stuff like this.
1: I mean, the Wachowskis uh, have always been supportive of video game stuff, and they've always they've always wanted to tell the story as part of that. And you know, I always loved that they they uh, the end of the uh, the, was it the end of the path of Neo where. uh, Instead of like kind of the more philosophical self-defeat situation of the movie, um, the Wachowskis pop up and they're just like, yeah. um," In the end, Neo has to accept his own, you know, failings and his his own vulnerability and become part of the system to to sort of surrender his own ego. Uh, but that's a terrible ending for a video game, so we're just going
0: to have you fight a giant Agent Smith. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have fun. And it's just like... It's that's great. Uh, so anyway, that's The Matrix Awakens. Uh, obviously, there was a bunch of stuff for Matrix, uh, Matrix Resolute Resurrections. Mm-hmm. Again, um, A film. really a, a previously unseen sh- scene, which, by the way,
1: elevated my excitement for that movie tremendously because it confirms that The Matrix is the real world again. When
0: does it come out, the film? Next week. Wow! Wednesday. I didn't realize that. Yeah, the twenty-second. What a pleasant surprise! I got my ticket. Already. Wow! I'm gonna be home. I'll have to get it. I'll, I'll find people. I am. To go. I am actually no staying
1: problem. a little later than I normally would for Christmas, so I can see it at the Chinese theater oh. because the IMAX screen there is That's so great. good. I leave on Monday. Um, so. But the, cli- the clip from the Game Awards shows they mentioned Tokyo. Like they, they basically gate to Tokyo and like the one of my big complaints about the sequels to the matrix is they jettison the idea that the matrix is our world mm. and they the matrix is basically like a a nondescript mishmash city with surrounded by kind of mountains and wilderness mm-hmm. it's not the real world anymore and that lost a lot of the verve to yeah, me. I'd agree with that, and yeah. the fact that this one is like yeah we're they're simulating the whole planet and like you don't know like that's great because they're back to that again because yep. that was the mind screw of the original matrix which i saw on imax last week the first time it's ever run on imax wow. in theaters um is like you know the idea that it was you know that, that that the matrix the marketing campaign the first real online marketing campaign was like you know really focused on the ideas are we in the matrix and i think you have the deja vu scene where it's like you know it happens with a chance. the implication of that being that humans outside of the matrix don't have deja vu right and the reason you and i have deja vu is because we're in the matrix man like that <laughs> that's the thing that like was lost in the sequels that i really liked was that hook of like it's I mean, there, really was a, there was a lot lost in the
0: sequels. Yeah, compared I mean, but to the that first. was one
1: of the big, like, you, yeah. there are that two ways to do that change. premise, and they switched ways between yeah. the first movie and the sequels, and you, you can't do that. It lost me. Yeah. yeah
0: absolutely. Uh, let's see, one last game that we're going to talk about from the Game Awards. That game is called Arc Raiders. I didn't quite know what to make of this one. Well, I don't know what to make of it because the pe- the guy who's working on it is the guy who made Disintegration. And when I was mm. p- putting together my Game of the Year awards, I realized that my most disappointing game from last year was Disintegration. Or no, the worst game I played from last year was Disintegration. Mm. And now he's moved on to work on this new thing. I think it looks way better than Disintegration. I'll say that much. Remind me what Disintegration was. It was that shooter that would cross with an RTS where you kind of flew in like a... A hover pod. Oh, right! And you could direct yeah. your troops on the ground. Yeah, I remember that. It li- it literally was a flash in the pan, and the studio closed down, and blah blah blah. And now they've moved on and started this this new project called Arc Raiders. Um, it's former Battlefield developers on it. It's free to play. It's cooperative. It looks kind of like a decent Earth Defense Force. is probably mm-hmm. the best way I would describe it. Um. I'm pretty impressed with this, to be honest with you. I'm also a huge fan of the song, the track that they use for this trailer, which is Robin S. Dancing on My Own. The thing is, it's a very weird song to choose for a cooperative Cooperative game. game. I'm like, it's the opposite of what the game is. You're not dancing on your own. It's cooperative. Uh, But I think it looks pretty interesting. My big question about this is it's all mechs. And fighting robots gets boring after a while. In any game, it gets boring fighting robots. Mm -hmm. Um, Robots are, like, giant mechs and stuff are a good, like, crescendo enemy. But the whole time, it gets old real fast. So that's kind of my one concern. But otherwise, game looks pretty hot, man. Yeah. And they're Robin S fans, so that gives them a a step up, in my opinion. Hmm. (laughs) Even though this song makes no sense for the game. Um, And that game, let me see if I can, if I got the information here. Oh, I don't have the platforms or release date for Arc Raiders. It's one of the only game that I did not include that for. So I don't know. Maybe someone in the chat can fill us in so we can get it on the record here in the show. Um, but I think it looks pretty cool. But it is free to play. It could just be another one of those flash in the pan games. Shows I'm up, everybody sure plays it be. for a week, and yeah. then you don't hear from it again. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, but anyway, those are all the reveals from the Game Awards. Now let's talk about the performances. We kind of did that already. We talked yeah. about Sting already. We talked about Imagine Dragons already. Um, do you think they need more or less performances, or do you think that they need performances that make sense? Because look, I, mean, I know that, there's like—I mean, Sting was singing the song from
1: Arcane. Like, it's not there was like there wasn't a tie-in, but like I—I I, if if, it's if I very or, tenuous, like it's very I, the it, connective it, tissue is it feels a little. It feels like Jeff wanted to meet Sting. Is what it feels <laughs> like. Um, but I, I would, if I were in charge of it, I would definitely triple down on the orchestra stuff. Like the orchestra stuff are the best moments musically in that show. Uh, certainly this year, and probably in previous years as well. Like, you know, having the the medley of all the so- of all the the, the game of theme the year themes and yeah. game of the year themes, like all in doing like that's that's great. That's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's 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 iconic. That's that's you know, paying tribute and. And giving honor to the to the the art form, I think in a, in and a, a in past, positive like, way. they
0: had the Red Dead Redemption performance, which yeah. I, I thought was great. Yeah. Like every show, it seems like they have one or two that work really well, and then one or two that just yeah. There's always some standouts. Sense. Yeah. I have no affinity for Imagine Dragons either, so that doesn't help. Like. It's funny Jeff talks them up like they're the Beatles or something. Yeah, I'm like, I don't, dude. Like, yeah. I mean, I actually
1: do like Imagine Dragons, oh, but really? I don't understand what they're doing either this time or
0: the last time. They yeah, were there. they came in and sang a song that has nothing to do with anything. It's weird that he says something about them taking a chance on him. I'm like, wait, didn't you pay them? Like, yeah, but I guess they
1: didn't. He, I mean, <laughs> the when the first time they were on the Game Awards was like. They they were a little too big to be on the, the game award, uh, right? you know. Like they, t- I think he meant take a chance and like do this weird little game award show that they'd never heard of, and uh, it w- which would could have been perceived as like built beneath them, basically. Yeah. Um, but now it seems like they, you know, they, they've gotten some high prestige enough acts that they can do that. I just don't think it needs that. Like, did anyone tune into the game awards specifically to see
0: Imagine Dragons no. play? No, no. Like, you can not- go watch them on YouTube. Yeah, you're not... <laughs> you can watch our whole concert on YouTube. Uh, Vincent says Arc Raiders is next gen only, mm-hmm. so another game that's only next gen. Sinatike says the Cuphead band was sweet. I loved it. He, that's right. That yeah, was the Cuphead the thing best, was good. That was the best performance in the show. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that also a little tenuous because it's like DLC for a game that's like two mm-hmm. years old, and the DLC is not coming out until like late next year. But the performance was awesome. Like it was, I think, the best one of the entire show. And, Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's like I totally agree with and you on that one. Gold, Jeff Goldblum won't do anything if he pays right rate. apparently. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's voicing like that crappy Jurassic Park game we just talked about not long ago, and all, a lot of the other people on the on in the movies did not decide to do that. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, but yeah, I think they we all did. What in the, in the Jurassic Park game? They're all in it except for
1: uh, Pratt. Really? So yeah. the woman voices yeah. her character. Yeah, Bryce Dallas Styl- Howard is is the voice in huh. that. Sounded yeah. different to me.
0: Okay um all right let's move on from performances let's just talk about overall impressions of the show um me what kind of a letter grade would you give the game awards 2021
1: um i mean in terms of being an overall show or in terms of showing me games
0: just the show kind of the overall whole show thing. probably yeah.
1: more like a c plus
0: yeah that seems
1: about right. Yeah, it's like I say, B plus game reveals, but C plus yeah. show.
0: Yeah, I mean, I. What kind of clouds my judgment on it is that I was with Vincent, like curating through this thing, and it was a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Like it was just overwhelming, and like the funny part is, by we got the time we got the end of the show, we had kept up with the show between Vincent and I. Yeah. I mean, like, it was overwhelming even just watching it. And like, and I think that is. Maybe soured my impressions of the show a little bit. To be perfectly honest with you, it felt like too much. <laughs> like, I
1: mean, it's three and a half hours, and it doesn't need to be. Which is shorter than last year it was like more like four. I yeah, think. Um, but there is a point. Like, there was a point like around seven o'clock where he's like, "Oh, we got so much show left to go." I'm Like, I know, dude, you're only halfway through this damn thing. Like, yeah. How long are the Oscars? The Oscars are more like three, a little under three. They are usually. three. They have so been the same four length. Uh, these are longer Game Wars are much longer they were what this one was like
0: 320 something like that
1: almost three and a half in the previous years they've been four have they yeah well also if you count
0: actually if you count the pre-show it is four yeah but they've gone from five to nine in the past wow it's too much I get it. Like, you know, it's a pro- it's a year-long project that he works on. He, you don't want to say no to anybody, really. You don't want to say no because you don't want to ruin relationships because you need those relationships for then E3 and then Gamescom. Yeah, like, it's
1: not really a thing you can curate, you know? No. You, can, you ask for if anybody has anything to show, and if they give you whatever they give you, you can't really be like, well, this isn't good enough for us. Yeah. Because you're going to... Because, you know, they might be insulted, and then the next time they might have the hottest thing in the world, right. and they don't want to give it to you because you said no to their thing that was boring. Yep.
0: Um, I do think it was too overloaded with sponsorships and ads this this yeah, time I mean, that's
1: always gonna be the like there
0: was one ad where like final fantasy characters were like eating pizza did you see that
1: yeah that was a, an exclusive emote you could get of the final fantasy final fantasy 14 pizza eating for grubhub emot. for grubhub yeah
0: like that's where the stuff starts flying off the rails for me like the publishers do it like mm-hmm. i can't believe square enix was like yeah
1: I mean you remember the cup noodles quests right. in Final Fantasy fifteen, right? right? Actually, like there's you're right. there is no dignity there. <laughs> you're at right. the, uh, come on. <laughs> he had a cup noodle hat you yeah. could download. And then like there's a the whole thing like like what's his name? Who's was the big guy in that. I can't remember any of their names cuz I don't give a shit about those worthless characters. In what which game? Final Fantasy 15. No, I don't remember. Or he's like he's like I don't remember any he's of those like, characters. Cup Noodle is the only thing that has the the big chunks of meat that can satisfy a hunger. Is it an I was, like it's literally that reading ad copy <laughs> in a fucking video game I paid
0: 80, bu- 80 bucks for. Yeah. Uh, I agree with you. I think I'd give it a C plus overall. It's above average for his the shows that he's put together so far. Also, it um, will
1: always disturb me when the Remedy guy comes out and starts speaking with, like, the Norwegian accent. Right. Because that's Max Payne. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will always see that face as Max Payne. And when he doesn't
0: sound like Max Payne, it weirds me out. The ga- I felt like it did drag at points. There are a lot of ad breaks. It feels like he's making it so that, like, as if it's on linear television, but it's not.
1: Yeah. this It's sort of – except all the advertisements are supposedly gamer-oriented. Yeah,
0: really. And they are, but yeah. I understand he has to pay for his production – but it... I like I liked his outfit better this year because a Who's? lot of Jeff because oh. a lot
1: of years he goes with sort of the, the, the venture capitalist like right s- like coat with the plain shirt and the jeans and like he went full suit this time. What's with the, the
0: thing on his collar? It's, it's, it's,
1: it's a decorative collar. So it's like you don't have to wear a tie because like there's there's something going on up there. Oh. Um, but I like I mean, I like that because like, he clearly doesn't want to go full for that. Jim Carrey thing was bizarre. It was bizarre. They probably, I, I, I wondered if he wasn't there because he's not vaccinated. Maybe. Because he's a weird dude. He's a little weird about that.
0: There's <laughs> yeah. a, as a point normal.
1: during this video, where I'm just like, "What am I?" What? And then they just sort of stop it. And I'm just like, "Okay, that's enough of that." Yeah, <laughs> <just> thinking, okay. <laughs> he
0: started flying off the yeah. rails. <laughs> like, <laughs> but no, I
1: thought I thought that I thought uh, Jeff's outfit struck the right balance because having him in, in like jeans a couple yeah. of years has not really worked for for the the,
0: the 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 tone they're going for. But I think he nailed it this time. The other thing I would say: the production is amazing. Yeah, production like, is quality, very high so quality. It is so slick. Like the band stages, the lighting, mm-hmm. um, the shots are all great. It's like, a little weird that the present that he like is not on the stage. No, oh, right he- here it is. Right here it is. Actually, yeah. There's the <laughs> like, pizza. Dude, this is this is goes too far for me, Matt. Like, dude.
1: Yeah, I mean MMOs <laughs> have weird emotes like that. The promotion emotes. Anyway, um, that didn't even. Ping my radar. Really? really? No. Final
0: Fantasy characters eating pizza in a Grubhub commercial. The, the cup noodle thing already. Blew that <laughs> it just ruined me. you. I don't care. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're,
1: you're, the ship is sailed. Yeah. It looked like if you get if you get uh, uh, Kratos in there selling Chef Boy RD, then maybe <laughs> yeah, we, we we'll, 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 I'll have another of uh, another breakdown there. Fair but, enough. Uh,
0: uh, so anyway, I think you're right. C plus. Um, it was it was still a great job. Jeff did a great job. He got I feel like he got all the reveals he could have. Yeah. Um, Nobody's running around with a chick razor out. It was right. It was mostly paced pretty well. The ads weren't shameful. Yeah. Um, at
1: least like the pizza thing. Even if you think it's weird, at least it's a video game. Right. At least it's not trying to sell you like a shaving kit or like. Yeah. Which weird. some of the
0: earlier stuff he did yeah. in the show, yeah, it was more questionable. So there you go. That's the Game Awards 2021. Probably the biggest wrap up of that you are going to find anywhere i think i can pretty much guarantee that one yeah um so as i said we're not gonna do name that that game at the end of this episode because we're already behind i knew it was gonna happen we're already behind where we're supposed to be when we wrapped up this show Uh, what we're gonna do now is we're gonna take a short break because it's hot in here i'm gonna walk out for a couple minutes and maybe get a drink um we're not gonna take the stream down um but we're gonna come right back here in three to five minutes and we're gonna deliver our game of the year awards for you guys Thanks for watching. We'll see you in about five-ish minutes, I'm guessing. It's probably about how long it'll take for us to to get like a little reprieve, get the show set up for the next thing, and uh, we'll see you then. Game Face is up and out.